0: Welcome to the Best Picture Cast. I am your host, Kieran B. I recently completed my goal of watching every Oscar Best Picture winner ever and decided to start a podcast to review each one. Each episode, myself and a revolving co-host or co-hosts will discuss, assess, and evaluate a different Best Picture winner with the goal to establish a ranking for the entire list. This is not a who-should-have-won podcast podcast. We are here to discuss the inner circle of movies who took home the crown in their respective years. As a disclaimer, this is an opinion-based podcast and a subjective discussion by movie enthusiasts who do not claim to be trained experts. If we destroy your favorite movie or praise a movie you think is trash, we encourage you to write us in at our email, which is bestpicturepodcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's bestpicturepodcast at yahoo.com. You can also hit us up on our socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It's at Best Picture Cast. So on the socials, it's at Best Picture Cast. And we're always looking to interact with anyone there. And we are back yet again, back on the trail of Best Picture winners. And we have a, uh, a personal favorite here today in The Lost Weekend. Billy Wilder's The Lost Weekend. And before we get to that, I want to... Uh, have my co-hosts this evening introduce themselves they are familiar voices if you've listened to the podcast before and we will start to my left hey guys rdb here
1: just want to compliment kieran i think that's the best you've ever done the intro a really (laughs) good job
0: we are growing every day around here we are growing
2: chris g here uh again thank you for having me kieran it's gonna be a boozy one i think
0: it's gonna be a boozy and a doozy here it is The Lost Weekend. This is one that I have had my eye on since we started this project here. Very happy to to share it with both of you guys. And this is one that, you know, I shared with, with you already several years ago, and we'll get to that, I'm sure. And Chris, this is a first time view for you. Yes. I mean, I'm not going to uh, hide or tease anything here. I, I consider this one of the very best movies on the list. And maybe my goal here today will be to convince either you two of that or whoever's listening at home that uh, not only that, but but I think it's Billy Wilder's best film, which I think may be a hot take for some classic movie enthusiasts, but we'll get to all that. Artie, why don't you talk uh, a little bit first about uh, your first experience with this movie? So I remember this was one of the ones
1: from when you were doing your challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, you recommended it to me. Um, I believe you lent it to me. I watched it, and I was blown away by how well a movie could be made back then, uh it felt very ahead of its time there were things that you see done today that you know to see them done 70 years ago is uh is really impressive i thought it was very well directed made me really appreciate directors from back then i didn't know that i didn't know they could be as cool as they as they were yeah or even
0: as as you know ho- holding weight with some of the modern guys yeah really and you could see who they influence and mm-hmm. i like that i really like that yeah, and Chris, as we mentioned, this was a first viewing for you. And- it was.
2: So as if you've listened to me on these things before, uh, the old movies aren't exactly usually my favorite. I'm yeah. usually more of a contemporary guy, but uh, this one, which one's good. I, like already said, the direction of it is really noticeable. Like mm-hmm. for that that time period, it's really well done. Uh, I think the acting was really good. I was surprised yeah. at how good the acting was, and I, yeah, I enjoyed it. You know, it's um, it's an easy watch as far as the the content goes. No, it's not. But uh, no, it's not. it's a, it's it's well done. It's definitely well done. Very and, well its written. Time.
0: Very well written. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a it's a heavy duty flick. It is socially relevant as it was then as it is today. Absolutely. I mean, it's... I think they were
2: the first ones to to hit on some of these these things and going on in society that. At the time, nobody in film was was hitting on these. these Yeah,
0: certainly not in this way. I mean, uh, I think uh, alcoholism was usually uh, used as a comedy trope. Exactly. That was actually a big time for troops coming home and having Mm -hmm. PTSD and dealing with it through alcoholism. A lot of troops
1: responded to this movie. And this is the first
2: movie that takes it, alcoholism, seriously. Like it's actually, it's not a joke.
1: (laughs) They talk
0: about it like it's a disease in in 1945. It's it's crazy. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And we're going to get into all of that. Uh, I actually read the book for this. This is the first time I've done that for BPC uh, leading up to this, so I have a little bit to share about that experience, too, because it was certainly an experience. Before we get into uh, deep diving this film, uh, we did get an email, so we are going to tap into the the mailbag All right. Okay. And uh, I've I've kind of merged two emails from this gentleman uh, together here, just because they kind of came around the same time. I wanted to uh, just lead one into the other but uh, it just as a as a forewarning the good fellas topic will be coming up here okay. so i know Artie, you feel you've more or less rested your case on this issue beating a dead horse is still exercise you know <laughs> <laughs> so this email is from uh tom in maryland and uh tom writes hi there i just stumbled upon your podcast and subscribed immediately in 2008 i watched every best picture winner starting with wings And then in 2016, I did it again, adding in the next eight years of winners, of course. I really enjoyed doing this uh, twice, and my opinions on some of the movies changed when I watched them the second time. In 2008, I would have said I hated musicals. In 2016, I realized that I enjoyed some of them. Many of them were on the list. I have my favorites on the list. I have my hated ones on this list. I look forward to seeing where we agree and where we disagree. I hope you're able to go through every movie. And then Tom follows that up with, I've listened so far to The Departed and One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest. I really enjoyed the discussion, even the parts where I want to tear my hair out. (laughs) It's been great to see the discussion. I enjoyed both movies, so I agree with the general evaluations you and your hosts have made. I part ways a bit with The Departed uh, vis-a-vis the comparison to Goodfellas. I think The Departed is a good movie, one worthy of winning Best Picture. I would put Goodfellas on the short list of best movies of the 1990s, and it is arguably Scorsese's greatest movie. I understand the argument against voiceover work in general, but when in the hands of a genius at his peak, it was perfectly executed and I loved it. It was perfected near the end when Henry steps off the stand, addresses the camera. Uh, It was fantastic. That it also had voiceover from Karen was also great. I I loved it. I don't think it was cutting any corners. It was a perfect movie. The other thing that caused my ears to perk up was your claim that at first blush, there were only two available spots for the top five because Godfather 1, Godfather 2, and Lawrence of Arabia quote unquote, clearly take up the other three spots. While I agree one and two are arguably the top five movies of all time, I would treat them as one spot, as it feels like one story. As for Lawrence Arabia, I really like the movie a lot, but it would be far from top five for me. I certainly would put other movies in the top 10 to 15 before getting to Lawrence Arabia, but it'll be interesting to see where we stand in the end of your series. This is the kind of stuff I live for, I love it. Thanks again, Tom from maryland so tom thanks very much for the uh, spirited and uh descriptive email uh, awesome it's yeah. great to hear there's people out there uh as uh enthused about tackling this list as as we are here and uh a lot to a lot to tackle there First, i mean do well the good fellow stuff stuff we've addressed uh a few times before
2: i think we've done it at nauseum. maybe he hadn't heard some of the other episodes where we tackled we tackled it in detail uh when was that? What the Broadway that? Melody. Broadway Melody, yeah. So Jeff, yeah. definitely check that one out.
0: Uh, yeah, and, and Chris and Artie were both on that episode yeah. where they Grant was as well, and they more or less kind of went back and forth in a in a debate style over over Goodfellas. I will say that you know, in the the voiceover is kind of one of the hottest topics that we've brushed with it, and I can't tell you how many times since we've recorded those podcasts that I hear someone say that Goodfellas is the best example of voiceover in a movie. It's interesting how different people react to it in different ways.
1: Yeah, and you know, Tom, I love the enthusiasm. I just disagree with every point you made on the movie, so, you know.
2: <laughs> well, Tom, just so you know, every time I watch a movie with any sort of voiceover, the first thing I do is text Artie in the group and be like, oh, what about this one, Artie? What about this one, you know? Like, I'm trying to get him to, to admit that sometimes it works. You sometimes know? it does
1: work. It just disengaged <laughs> me in that movie, as I've
0: said. Yeah, and voiceover is something that I think is going to come up a little later in this movie because of the lack of it. And where I think a lot of... Directors might have employed it in this movie yeah. because of the internal struggle. A lot of that internal struggle is really done mostly through the acting and not through voiceover. So we'll we'll talk a little bit out there in, in regards to the top five. Um, I I definitely implore anyone to check out our rankings episode. Artie was there, Chris was there, where we kind of we took our, the first fifteen movies that we went through and we put them more or less in order. Uh, the ones we've seen at least.
2: The ones we've seen, and you know, none of those movies that Tom mentioned our our, have we've covered yet so it's going to drastically change over the course of this whole thing
0: yeah for sure and i'll I'll admit that in our pilot episode saying movies clearly are in the top three is definitely a little brazen especially in the beginning of (laughs) beginning of things so maybe i I might have got a little excited there that being said as it stands here today and we haven't covered those three movies yet those three movies would be in my top five Uh, that may change we'll see i'll tell you what right now the lost weekend is going to be one that's going to be higher on my list than most and we'll get to that toward the end as well I do want to say cuz you referenced the departed episode myself and RDB here recorded that episode about this time last year almost exactly to the year it was game 7 of the World Series the 2019 World Series we're recording this one tonight in Game Six of the 2020 World Series, so it's really kind of come full circle here. And I'm having beef stew for dinner. so There we go. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, I think we're a little more uh, a little more prepared and, and ready to tackle the specific <laughs> recording process of the of the podcast than we were back then. I think we were kind of shooting in the in the in the wind a little yeah, bit. We, we, we've
2: uh, we've definitely improved some things. I think hopefully. Yeah, and we're
0: like we said from the start. We're always we're learning on the on the job here, but. Uh, Tom, thank you very much for, for that email. Uh, yeah, Lawrence you, Arabia, it's interesting you don't have that one up high. I know that some people love it. Some people really are adverse to it because of a number of issues that may go on with it. I'm sure we will get to all of that. We've even discussed kicking that around as a two-part episode because of its length and uh, how the movie is prepared. So I'm looking forward to that one. I don't know when that will be. Uh, we We'll be doing The Godfather as a season two finale. So as a little teaser there. So that will be one that we will be tackling soon enough. We encourage anyone to send us an email. Like you said, we we'll, we have no problem reading them on air. And yeah, so thanks, thanks again for that email, Tom. And you can also get us on social media, our Twitter accounts. Grant Z runs our Facebook account, so you can contact him there. You can get me on the on the Twitter at Best Picture Cast. We always love the interaction.
1: Yeah, Tom, feel free to tweet me directly anytime. I'd love to go.
2: Oh, Please don't, to go Tom. Tom do yourself a favor. Do not do that. It's a disaster. <laughs>
0: I'm not a bot. I it's swear. a rabbit. It's a rabbit hole. You don't want to go down. Speaking of rabbit holes, we're about to go down. We're about to go down this Lost Weekend rabbit hole with our good friend Don Burnham here. I think the only way to do so is to talk about what we ourselves are drinking here tonight. Don Burnham, the uh, the lead in this movie here, is a Proclivity. ...to rye whiskey. So I have got a rye whiskey barrel-aged Russian-style imperial stout. And this is uh, a heavy-duty one. This is the heaviest packer I brought here to a BPC episode. Well, hopefully it's going to treat me well through this journey.
2: Kieran might end up face down on the table by the (laughs) end of this. Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) There might be some hallucinations. We'll see. Uh, It is also, was a little homage to last week's episode, it's brewed in Normal, Illinois... So uh, a little shout out to our Halloween episode from last week. It's the Destiel Brewery, D-S-T-I-H-L, Destiel. Chris, what do you have here today?
2: I picked this one specifically for this movie. Uh, I picked, it's a brewery from Connecticut, my uh, home state. It's called uh, Two Roads Brewery, and the beer is called Road to Ruin, double IPA. thought that was appropriate for this one.
0: It is a Road to Ruin movie for sure. A great brewery. We brought that up in the past. And uh, Artie, what do you have here? Yeah, so uh, since he's drinking his favorite stuff the whole movie, I decided to
1: get one of my top two or three beers. It's Lagunitas Little Something Something Ale, one of my favorite breweries. Nice strong beer, goes down like water, so we'll see if I have a lost
0: weekend. (laughs) Outstanding. (laughs) Okay, guys, so I think we're ready to, uh, to start the dive here. Okay, the year is 1945. The U.S. President Franklin Delano Roosevelt passes away in office one month Before the German forces surrender in World War II, Vice President Harry S. Truman swears into office. The World Series is historically an eventful one. It's the Detroit Tigers defeating the Chicago Cubs in seven games to win their franchise's second championship. This was the origin of the curse of the billy goat that loomed over the Cubs organization for Almost a century. A local tavern owner was ejected from Game 4 of the World Series when his billy goat was bothering some of the fans in attendance. Seems like a reasonable yeah. cause for ejecting someone. I, but would, I would be annoyed too. He did not agree. As he was leaving, he put a hex on the Cubs, proclaiming that they would lose and they wouldn't be back to the World Series. The Cubs were up by four runs in the eighth inning of Game 6 before losing that game in 12 innings. Tigers won Game Seven, nine to three. The Cubs would not return to the postseason for another thirty-nine years. Would not return to the World Series for another seventy-one years until finally winning it all in twenty sixteen. Oh, I miss some
1: good old fashioned witchcraft,
0: <laughs> some goat some related good, witchcraft, that, yeah. some good forties goat witchcraft. <laughs> that's
2: definitely the uh, the less known baseball curse, right? Yes,
0: uh, yes. But once but once the uh, the curse of the Bambino went away, you know, we all focused on the, the Billy Goat and. Poor Steve Bartman uh, was a victim of that social hysteria. The Billboard number 1 Song of the Year was Till the End of Time by Perry Como. My favorite. Oh, yes. The Lost Weekend wins Best Picture for the Year of 1945. It was directed by Billy Wilder, based on a novel by Charles R. Jackson. Screenplay by Billy Wilder and Charles Brackett. Music by Miklos Rosa. Cinematography by John F. Seitz. The movie is starring Ray Miland, Jane Wyman, Philip Terry, Howard DeSalva, and Doris Dowling. It was nominated for seven Oscars. It was the winner of four, including four of the five quote-unquote major awards. It won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Lead Actor, and Best Writing. Those were the four wins. The fifth major one that it wasn't even nominated for would have been Best Actress. It was also nominated for cinematography, film editing, and score. Did not take home those awards. In addition to, to winning the Oscar, it also won the grand prize at the first ever Cannes Film Festival. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that award later went on to be known as the Palme d'Or. One of only three Best Picture winners to win that honor. The others are Marty and, from this past year, Parasite. The Lost Weekend. Opening thoughts, gentlemen, about this classic film the dark movie for olden days i was expecting you
1: know something somewhat serious but this really was very real
2: that's what uh, i think grabbed me the most from personal experience I, I dealt with you know in my personal life family that has gone through you know alcoholism and some of the behavior depicted in this movie is pretty damn accurate I yeah mean, spot the, on the high the, the hiding the lying i mean that's that's stuff that people do and, yeah. and for that time to be that um to to showcase that was i think is pretty revolutionary
0: yeah yeah for sure this movie is is a vision it started from billy wilder was traveling and picked up the book read the book and he previously uh, the the year before this had made a movie double indemnity and the writer of that movie of that screenplay was suffering from he was a recovered alcoholic, then relapsed during the filming, and he had experience with that. This book spoke to him, and he goes, "This is going to be my next movie." And he kind of used his experience with that, along with the the source material, to kind of come come up with this thing.
2: I think he was trying to explain it to himself, right? What had, uh, what was happening yeah, like... to himself, and I think also to the writer so had, just the whole yeah, experience yeah, he had, just right, to
0: kind right. of turn it into his. next He's trying vision. to understand
2: what happened and how it happened and why, and and saw this book and it spoke to him, I guess.
1: From what I saw, it was he was trying to literally. Explain how to that writer who had alcoholism how he was acting. Yeah, like that's why
0: he made the movie to wow. show him how this, this is, is how what you're right. were acting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, look at this. Yeah, yeah, and it's. I mean, the movie is paced. It's paced in a very hurried manner. It's kind of like the scenes are assembled like an agenda for a getaway weekend. Like right. it's literally it's one thing after another. You're rushing. To, from one thing to the next it's it's as hurried as he wants to be as he's looking for his next drink when he's telling the guy you know you can't finish your breakfast you can't put off your coat like I need the next drink that's kind of how the movie's paced yeah. it's it's throwing it one after another after another at you you don't really get a time to catch your breath
2: yeah it really showcases the 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 the, the, the need of, in that moment he, he, he nothing else matters but that next drink yeah. they really do a good job not only with the acting but even with the camera work and, and the yeah. way they shoot certain things they show that that dire nature.
1: I love the opening scene. It reminded me of the dark night a little bit because it's this big pan of a city and then it slowly zooms into a cool. window, but it's, there's a, a liquor bottle hanging out <laughs> yes. of it. And you're like, what the hell am I looking tied,
2: at? Tied, tied to the window somehow. Yeah.
1: And then you hear the dialogue and you're like, oh, okay, he's going to go away and try to get away from it. Then he becomes so fixated on it that that's, all his behaviors are being guided by getting everyone away so he could get that liquor bottle. So,
2: Artie, I don't know if you thought the same thing, but the first thing I thought was, maybe that's what they did back then, like, hang liquor bottles out the window? Maybe that's <laughs> how they kept them cold? Like, I don't know. Like, right. I didn't know, understand it at first, until you hear the dialogue inside, and you realize, no, no, he's hiding it from his right. brother and these, these people. And, well, and he hides
1: it during episodes that he has, so he doesn't even know that they're yeah. there. And then he goes, go, oh, remember. shit, there's a bottle out there. That's,
2: that's accurate, dude. That, that's from, from my what I of have That's accurate. I can like, believe that they, people don't remember when they put.
0: Those yeah, and things. to the point where he, he he's so crafted at hiding these bottles from his brother that he can't find them himself. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> I gotta have one down here somewhere. But it, it does it,
2: show you he he knows all the spots. Like he he's when he's searching for the bottles, he's like he knows all the spots that he would.
0: He's, in look, he's looking at
2: specific spots y- that right. he probably
0: used before. Right, exactly. Man, like any like anything, this whole. Movie starts off with the idea that they're going away to this nice weekend on the farm, and that obviously just doesn't happen. And you know, as you're watching it, you kind of know that's this ain't gonna happen. And it, it, like any, I mean, that, that's often the dreams of the alcoholic. It's we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that, and it all just gets swallowed by drink.
2: I mean, the weekend sounded lovely to me when I when the brother is explaining. I'm like, that sounds like a delightful weekend. Yeah, yeah. all but, this guy had to do was hide that bottle out the window and bring it and
1: enjoy.
0: Well, it a that little was over his the-
2: intention. I mean, he did, I think he did have. He tried uh, to, and he couldn't. He was like he planning couldn't. on going, but he, he, his plans didn't work
0: out. You right. know, <laughs> yeah, and um, then he steals money. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you keep talking about these liquids, these particularly dull liquids, milk and water. <laughs> but also, anyone who's ever lived in the city or spent time in the city knows that that getaway weekend to a to a place on a farm or a place out in the out in the country is is a desirable thing. even It's if, a much yeah. needed thing if yeah. you
2: live in a metropolitan area like that, especially New York City.
0: Right. You yeah. need to get
2: out of it sometimes.
0: And Artie, you brought up that opening pan shot. And one of the things I love about this movie, and you know, we're obviously from the area, but it, New York authenticity is important to me if there's going to be a movie that's going to portray uh, portray scenes within the city. And I think this movie really nails it. Uh, I think that Billy Wyler went out of his way to nail it. I mean, this was a movie that the studio wanted to film at a lot. Well, right. they did California. film most of it at a and lot. lot. Some well, of he, it it. It he demanded
2: yeah. to go to the city to, to
0: film some of the right. shots. Yeah. Yeah. Took, right. took, a crew, took a film crew and Ray Milan out to the city, film those shots, hidden cameras in the streets so that the extras wouldn't even know they were in movies. So if the people you see walking on the street... Don't even know that they're on film. I don't know you get away with that today. No, but, definitely not.
2: <laughs> but uh, also, well, plus, first of all, it costs a fortune to film in a city, especially New York City. So that's why most of the time it doesn't happen. Especially nowadays, you, you get a lot of movies that are filmed in. They use Vancouver a lot as like the any city, right? You know, a lot. A lot right. It's like Vancouver is um, is Hollywood North. You know, they they use to mm-hmm. do that a lot. You'll get a lot of that. New York City is something that you can't really fake, right. and it, 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 yeah. the skyline. So, uh, you know, oh, I'm going to use it. The skyline's iconic. Everybody knows yeah. what the skyline looks like, you know, and, and you can't really fake it. And especially back then, there's no CGI or anything like that. So. Yeah.
0: yeah, and, you know, we talked a little about this in the in the gentleman's agreement episode where they're using projectors of the city with the actors. And there's a little bit of that in this. They do it a little
2: bit, but not as bad as most of the movies of that time.
0: But they spend the important scenes yeah. on the street yeah. With the people, with the L trains, with all sure. that—that's you know that that stuff's important—and I, I thought they really nailed that pretty yeah. good. Let's talk a little bit about about Ray Milland, the, the lead actor here, because he's obviously the anchor of this movie here. And this is kind of something when you when you watch this in 2020 or you know however many decades later that you don't get a feel for the contemporary nature of the casting. But Milland was a, what they call a matinee idol at the time. So a matinee idol is essentially he's in rom-coms and adventure flicks. So it would uh, the best comparison I could come up with to today would be like a Gerard Butler, Chris Pratt you know, maybe. He's he's, yeah, kind of, he, he's he's a big he's deal though. Kind I of mean, in blockbuster action though. I think oh, what God. he means
2: is that he wasn't an A-list necessarily celebrity, but he was a he was a handsome leading man yeah, type.
0: He, right. He wasn't right. yeah, he wasn't the guy that was going to be in an Oscar flick. He wasn't the guy that was going to be in the the um the top blockbuster fi- the right. uh, McConaughey in the 2000s when he was on that rom-com kick, that Got probably it. would yeah, be another yeah, yeah. example. Okay. So they picked someone who was in a ton of safe movies. He looked like the guy, seemed like the guy, but wasn't really the guy, right. at least yet. Yeah, right. so when he was in this, people, even Ray Land himself, was like, really? You want me to do this one? Okay. And ended up being the most famous role of his career. Boy, I mean, he embraced it in this and really, oh my God, crushes He's his, great. His He's great.
2: in it. I have a question, Karen. You might know the answer better than, than we. Jane Wyman, I mean, she's, she's the name that uh, on the on the marquee that's the name i know mm-hmm. i didn't know him. i did, I wasn't familiar with him but i knew her mm-hmm. was she more famous
0: than him at the time yeah i mean she had done a million movies she, yeah Iraq. she had been has, she had done a lot i don't think she hit hit it real big until after this she okay. won her oscar later on uh i think what she's most well known for was she's the first wife of ronald reagan that's right well yeah. also <laughs> i'm an 80s kid she was
2: on Falcon Crest, which my, I know my mom used to watch, like my grandparents, my mom used to watch it. Like, so that's kind of, I think that era is how I know her, but she was older at that point. So. Right. I
0: don't know what Falcon Crest is. Oh, it's a, a soap. It's a soap. It's, it's the first time I've heard those two words put together before. So <laughs> It's like a 70s or 80s okay, like
2: yeah. uh, soap opera, you know,
0: but it was a big like, deal. That's kind of a tough beat there, being the, the first wife of a future president, yeah, you know, the yeah. second wife gets to be the first. I actually didn't know
2: he like, had been married the first time, so that, yeah. that
0: was news to me. I think he was actually her third husband. and she had two more after that. Well, that was so. pretty. Okay. That
2: was pretty uh, common in Hollywood at the time. Yeah, just I mean,
0: married, divorce, married, divorce. Uh, Elizabeth Taylor. What was
2: she married like eight times or something Even crazy? That, yes. You know.
0: About Ray Land's performance, uh, you know, I want I want to hear what you guys think about it in its most general forms. But one of the things that I liked the most about it was the deterioration of his sobriety throughout this movie. And how he portrayed it. So like in the beginning, I guess they said he had been sober for eight days. Whether he had or he hadn't, you know, that that's up for debate. But you could see that he is at least a, coming into this movie a little more clear-minded than someone, or we see him on his banner later on. But you kind of see early on, he's he's afraid of crowds, he's hiding the, the liquor bottles with goofy looks on his face. You know, he he's, his facials change as this movie goes on, and then by the end when he's hallucinating, it's a totally, you, you have the, the scruffle, and he's just totally gone mad. So watching that process go, I think, as an actor, he really crushes that process. Did a great job.
1: It was like subtle anxiety to start off, and then it was like, all right, now I'm like uncomfortable in my own skin, and by the end you're like, this guy's desperate and losing it.
2: Yeah. I, I think they did a good job of making him look like, you know, as it goes on he's a little sweatier every time. Mm-hmm. He's got some circles under his eyes, you know, like they do a good but it's not and it wouldn't be. It it, it, it wouldn't be a dr- I mean it's only a 4-day weekend. It's not like he he would go from looking like perfection to right. a complete like a like well, a he homeless guy on the street. He like, doesn't
1: eat anything the whole movie and <laughs> it's a weekend. But also for this role, he actually I would couldn't believe this happened back then. He went on a diet of just like post <laughs> and like coffee yeah. and water to like he looked sickly yeah. and like malnourished. Really embraced, yeah. embraced. the role. He went to a he went to the alk ward or the mental hospital to like get into character. Yeah.
2: And again, you know, I I I've been in the bar business for twenty plus years. I've seen a lot of drinkers, and th- the not eating thing. I mean, that's accurate, man. Yeah, I, I've seen yeah. a lot of the. I that's what I took the most. The thing I took out of this movie is wow, like they really nailed a lot of this that. The bartender
1: subtly mentions it, too. He's like, yeah. I'm eating breakfast. He's like, you should try it or something yeah, like yeah. that. Oh, like, and, and he, Do you want some of mine? And he's like, I don't have time for that. Yeah,
0: he doesn't just not eat. He recoils the food. Right. You know? yeah. He steps over the milk. Yeah. yeah like can, can you slide it down? Slide it down the bar if uh, you're gonna eat it. Yep. You know, like it, it. Yeah, he's recoiling at the food, yep. and and when Helen leaves in the note, she puts "eat" in all caps and underlines it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's he does not eat this. Another this total
1: time. alky thing is like, how easy is it to just pick up your milk and bring it into the to the to the fridge. You step over it every yeah. day, in and out. Yeah. Like there's three good, newspapers good there, point. and also the milk is just building up because he doesn't drink it. I, yeah. I think
2: that that what and they do that. It's one of the things they do really well in this. Is that's just goes to show you, the only thing that matters is his drinking. Right. The only thing he cares yeah. about. Everything else is
0: just in his way. Yep. You know. Yeah. And, and the oh, only yeah. food he actually interacts with are the apples that he takes to put on top of, of and the he bottles drops him. The, he He yeah, ends up and dropping them, storming out. He right. takes his liquor, <laughs> but he forgets the apples. He cares yeah. about the rye. <laughs> the whiskey. None of that.
1: None of that aged in the wo- in the barrels. Give me the- <laughs> this movie was one of the hardest to pick a best quote because There's there so are like a dozen great yeah, quotes. I
2: spent the majority of my research trying to figure out which one I like the
1: best. Sure. I, I got to the point where I'm basically like I'm reading the
0: script right now. I like, know. What I am know. I doing? I
2: had to stop. Yeah, I did the same thing.
0: Yeah, at the, at his first interaction with, with buying the, buying the uh, two whiskey bottles, you got And Of course, he gets the money from the poor cleaning lady. <laughs> <laughs> he steals from her. Oh, I yeah. uh, oh, wanted to go shopping. Fun fact: ten dollars
2: then was about a hundred and forty dollars. Yeah. yeah, so now. so think about this. He says But
1: then he says, "I want the cheapest bottles of rye you have," and he gets two.
2: What are they? Seventy
1: each? Like, was, that's wa- pretty was,
0: expensive. Already, I wanted the same thing. Like that should that should keep him going all week. He should have I mean. a case of garbage rye, like. Well, but, you know, he. we see, though, that he likes being at the bar. He likes interacting yeah, with people. That and that's price. where a lot of his money right, spends. Yeah. But at one point, he just walks, leaves his change on the bar. He leaves a giant tip for... Her. Yeah. For, for a buddy, yeah. Uh, well, that's good because he doesn't
2: tip the guy later. Trust me, yeah. there's, there's one thing I notice in every movie is, <laughs> yeah. are they tipping the Treatment bartender? The bartender. Yeah, you, you so, also, and he did not tip him later in the movie. He so. also
1: buys three apples that he never touches, doesn't care about, but he tips the guy when he buys them. <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> uh, There's a great quote when he's talking to the bartender about what drinking is like, and he's like, it tosses the sandbags overboard so the balloon can sail. Yeah, like, that's what drinking is. Yeah, yeah and
2: that like, nice that little whole, monologue. That whole monologue is fantastic. <laughs> I yeah. love the, the
0: exchange with the with the liquor store guy when the in the well, well, which one you want? You know, like, give me that cheap stuff. None of that aged in the woods <laughs> crap. Oh, that's yeah, amazing. That's, yeah, just just classic. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and what I think later on he says it's two fifteen for a bottle, two dollars and fifteen cents. Yeah, that's the one when when he just steals that from should the guy. Have the four end. or five <laughs> bottles. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you, man,
2: that's pretty expensive because. If you get cheap liquor bottles now, I mean, you're talking like eight, nine bucks for a bottle of right. you know, cheap vodka or... or well, mass whiskey. distribution's yeah.
1: come a long way.
2: That's I true, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, true. well, yeah. it's also
0: Manhattan. And we're right... Right, right. And we're kind of right after Prohibition, too. So yeah, it's probably a little right. expensive coming out of that. Yeah. Getting this movie out was not easy for these guys. Like, they had to deal with both ends, so they had to... The liquor companies did not want this movie no, released the because they, they were... They tried to
2: buy it to yeah, squash
0: yeah, it. Yeah, and they were terrified this was, this was going to push society back into prohibition again because of all the and then on the flip side you have the the protesters thinking this is going to cause people to start drinking more. So the protesters think it's you're going to you're going to make it drink more. The liquor companies think it's going to stop drinking and he's kind of stuck in the middle there. There's
2: yeah. there's not much on this planet that's going to stop people from drinking. I mean it's sorry. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's just you don't have to let one business you don't have to worry about. Yeah, don't you know? figure like, it out. Yeah.
1: From what I understand like he screened this for an audience and it did terribly. But then they screw the production company screened it, or built no uh, Billy Wilder at his own like behest screened it for some really good film critics, and they gave it like elite reviews, and that kind of pushed it over the edge to make it a wide release.
0: Yeah, it, it and I think anytime you you kind of tell people you're not allowed to see something, that's when the critics get real; they yeah. really perk up. But an interesting part about the original screening for this, and this is something we discussed a little bit last week in, in the Halloween episode. And this is a perfect time to talk about the score, yeah. and I think the score here, and I, I could see arguments against this, but I think the score here is elite. It's interesting. It, it is. I agree with Chris. It's interesting. Yeah, it's definitely it's 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 pedal to the metal. It's not yeah. uh, it's not picking its spots. It it's, threw me a
2: little bit. I'll be yeah. honest.
0: When did the show when this was first screened? The score was not in the screen. that's what it says They just played generic light jazz throughout right. the movie, and it confused the hell out of <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> listeners. We talked about how. Is with, this a delightful rock Yeah, what's in the, in going on Or, or is they, like, this a uh, thing they like had to laugh Tearing at his or... apartment around, apart. It's like.
2: It <laughs> <laughs> just shows you how important a score is. I mean, it makes or breaks a movie like we talked about that at Halloween, you know? Okay. The movie's no good without the score. Well, is- Jaws
1: is a perfect example. Sure. But you're right though, the score is interesting. There's some like weird sci-fi noises going on, well, but it does create anxiety.
0: Do
2: you want to talk about that, Kieran?
0: Yeah, we're, yeah well, I'll, I'll, we'll get into that now. So, Mikulos Miklos, Miklos Rosa is, does the score and loses the Oscar to another acclaimed composer, Mikalos Rosa. He loses the Oscar to himself. Oh wait, the, is He loses oh, really? the Oscar to himself. Okay. For spellbound. So he was nominated twice in the same category I mean, for two movies. If you gotta lose. Yeah, you Losing yourself, yourself ain't you know? so bad. You know, you know, I, so it's you it's the version of you with Hitchcock or the version of you with Billy Wilder. So you've with two right. you scored two epic directors yeah. films and, and you know he he beat himself up for it. But both movies Included this instrument that you guys are talking about, that the Thurman, the the right? yeah the Thurman. Thurman and we're in our our nerdy music zone here that we go to sometimes. It's the first movie that the Thurman was ever used in, right? And essentially, what this and I did a little, I did a little looking into this on on YouTube. So this isn't is an instrument. It's orchestrated with your hands, moving them in like sign language. It's sound style. waves, right? It's sound waves. So yeah. two antennas project sound waves in between them. Your right hand will do the volume, and then your left hand, or vice versa, whatever you are, will do different sign language positions to get the notes. Yeah. Whoa. It's it's if, real
2: wacky. If, if you don't know what we're talking about, if you've ever seen, like, a 60s sci-fi movie, they used it a lot then. Well, that's that, what that, it sounded, that sounded like.
0: like. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: That, that thing, that, that... Had never been used before, and it goes on to be used a ton in the, in the coming decade.
0: So, we talked a little bit in our Rebecca episode where there's a, a, an instrument that makes a, a similar sound to that. It's the Hammond Novacord, which is a little more of like a keyboard organ, but it does that same kind of wavy noise, and, th- and that, that was also in, in Rebecca. But this, this theremin here was really introduced in this movie, and David O. Selznick, who was the producer of Rebecca, we talked a little bit about in that episode. Was also the producer Spellbound and wanted that to be the first movie with it. So he tried to take legal action against Lost Weekend, saying you can't do that. And they're like, "Like, bro, you can't like copyright the usage of an instrument. Of right? course, not. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't work that way." Like, so he's uh, you know these these uh, these Hollywood producer bullies, you know, trying to get their way. Anyway, so so Lost Weekend came out first. So it came out first in that. But yeah, it creates a very uncomfortable. I would it's say. it's uncomfortable and it's the, you know the, the spots where it's used. It's definitely used to tie in with the alcoholism you know there's moments where he's getting hit with that wave of of need and urge it's usually put into that and then a little later when he's hallucinating too in many ways it's kind of scored like a horror movie
2: well that well i think that is because that instrument specifically is synonymous with that kind of movie so that's where our modern brains go to like oh i've heard that that music before in a horror movie which is which is why to me it seemed a little off uh, but once I understood uh, the history, of, I was like, okay, it hadn't been done before. So it, if you're watching it as a 1945 audience, that just seems like an uncomfortable, weird, cool Yeah, What thing, is that? Right. You know? I think we're, we're, we're associating
1: it, with what it was used for later. That's right. Yeah. right. And that's the feeling he's going for as a director. He wants you to feel like this uneasy, uncomfortable in your own skin feeling.
2: Yeah, and
0: it, and it does it that. It works. It does that. It works. And I'll tell you what, it's not like this isn't 100% a horror movie. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, there are horror I mean, qualities in qualities. Absolutely. It. I love the bar scenes in this movie. They're my favorite scenes in the movie. We meet our bartender, Nat, just a great character. Him having to toe the line between, and anyone who's worked in the industry before knows this is the position to be in, toe the line between managing this aggressive alcoholic and doing your job and selling the items That's that you it. need to sell. You have to kind of have it, a hand on each side of the boat to make sure it doesn't tip. And he does, I think that this actor does a great job of, he's kind of in the position of the audience in a little bit, you know, kind of managing this guy.
2: He, he's a little bit of a judgy, uh, judgy George there as far <laughs> as uh, bartenders go. You know, I, my bartenders need to, you know, supply me with my booze and, and you know, keep their mouths shut as far as I'm yeah. concerned. But when, when you got them begging for free shots, well, that it gets different. a little rough. I mean, we've been there, <laughs> I've been there,
1: you know, um... From what I gather, the whole town seems to know he's the one who drinks the most. Because even those two old ladies are like, that's the young man, the nice young man I was telling you about who drinks. Who drinks, yes. That's how he's identified. That's true,
2: and I think that's a a thing that's synonymous with that time period where, like, everybody knows your business. Oh, you're the guy that does this, or you're the girl that does that, and I I think... uh, He's that, yeah. He's that guy. He's the guy who drinks. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's an understatement. The young man who drinks? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, Nat, yeah. but Nat is a good character. He, he's, you know, he's towing the line, and and a lot of people in in that business do that. You know. Mm-hmm. What what's the right thing to do is keeping this guy safe and keeping the people around him safe and 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 what at the end of the day you're trying to serve this guy booze yeah that's, that's yeah, your job yeah. so. and
0: a lot of his Judgy George stuff as you put it comes on like day two of the marathon where he's like all right I'm I'm tired of this here like you seems got your, like there's some history though right yeah he's yeah. like, dealt yeah. with it before day and, one he's sitting there listening to him you know quote Shakespeare and go on his whole rant and another Hamlet reference in this one we get a ton of Hamlet well, references hasn't he also movie. said that like multiple people have approached him about selling alcohol <laughs> Him, like <laughs> his brother and the, yeah,
1: the woman, yeah. like don't yeah, sell right. him alcohol. He's like, Come <laughs> on, he's him. like all right. Yeah, I'll,
2: say, that, I'll say this: Don is quite eloquent, e- even in the middle of a bender. I mean, he has some some monologues. So I'm like, wow. I mean, I yeah.
0: Those so in those that first bar scene is going to be my quote, and you know, it it is early enough to do this because it portrays one of the main focal's of symbolism through this film. He orders his first shot, and in in ordering his first shot, he, I love. He goes to take it immediately, and then stops, looks at Nat, puts it down, doesn't take it because he still has that. People are judging me. People are judging me. Look, where by the end of it, he's just like looking at the. He's an the bottom, animal, just yeah. Suck, yeah, sucking any drop he can get left. <laughs> so he puts it down, and then lights his cigarette. And then there's that great meme that I like to throw out on Twitter of him just whipping around and taking that first shot. Nat goes to clean the bar, and this is his. This is Don's response to to Nat. Don't wipe it away, Nat. Let me have my little vicious circle. You know, the circle is the perfect geometric figure. No end, no beginning. What time is it? <laughs> and just, just I mean, right there is yeah. the thesis of the movie. And right. if you look, and this is kind of something that I, I notice a little more in, in rewatching it this, this time around is, there's circle symbolism all over this movie. There's just images of circles. Left and right, and that's kind of the main focus. Is that his addiction, whole routine is a circle? Addiction has no beginning or end. Yeah. It is, and uh, and you know later on and in, in toward the end, we'll talk a little bit more about how that how that implies with the ending and and some of the closing quotes there. Just that scene of those little little stains of the shot glass building up on the bar. One of my favorite scenes the in the movie. Yeah,
2: direct that when I talk about the directing and how how good it, it's filmed, that's one of the, the scenes I love to 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 mark the passage of time the, there's more s- rings on the on the bar more shots and more shots and pretty soon there's Tons of them. I loved that. Was really crafted well.
1: Well, very well thought out by Billy Wilder. I also something to point out is that's something you have been doing for years. To me, since we've seen this movie, (laughs) you're like, don't wipe
0: them,
3: leave (laughs) them
1: until (laughs) I
0: until I started tending by myself, and I'm gonna watch that shit as quick as possible. (laughs) And if you work with me at all,
2: you know I'm I'm over there. If there's half a ring, I'm there wiping it down before (laughs) it. You'll never that'll never happen in my bar. But uh, I I loved. That shot, I it thought it was brilliant. Uh, what a way to show that he's losing track of time because he's he he's supposed to go on this this weekend and yeah. he I have to be out of the bar by this time and it just shows you the time he lost track of it. It's yep. gone, you know. There's rings everywhere and he's drunk and that 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 weekend is gone.
0: In talking about the circle and talking about addiction and the book is it's a little different than the the movie in in as far as the happy ending goes is not really a happy ending in the book. I didn't get a happy ending from the movie. I I didn't either, and I, I want to save that for the end, as far as what we think about the end, because I really want to hear both of your both of your interpretations of the ending before I give mine, because it, there it is. There's a lot there that might not kind of pop out first view. The book by Charles Jackson is a heavy, dark read, and it's a, an interesting thing about it is is that. A lot of people when Billy Wilder presented it were like, How are you gonna make a movie out of this? <laughs> like it wasn't like a scene by scene like play where Still, this happens, that's happened. This movie is the it, book It's not plot driven, it's character driven. Oh. And
1: they didn't have movies like that back
0: then. Yeah, and the book is mostly just his thoughts and his and his internal struggle. And there's a movie who uh there's a movie called Gerald's Game, it's by Stephen King and and it's uh by director Mike Flanagan. And it was always been told it's the unadaptable book. And Mike Flanagan always said, this is the, mo- this is the movie I want to make, this is the movie I want to make. And the people who have, who have heard of it were like, you, you can't adapt that one. And the people who hadn't heard it read it and go, how the hell are you gonna adapt this? And he finally went on to make it. But people said the same thing with Billy Wilder with The Lost Weekend because there is so much of the book is just what's going on in this man's head and what is the struggle, what he sees, how he interprets things. What's going on with his body, what's going on with his mind, and just his process throughout this weekend. And Ray Milan himself said, how the hell am I going to portray this on screen? There's no, like, there's no plot here. <laughs> and I think when we talked in the very beginning of this episode here about voiceover, I think most directors first approach to that would be well we'll oh, just have easy. voiceover oh, of yeah. course. You know, oh, yeah. I sat at the bar and I looked at them and I knew they were judging me, but all I was thinking about was my next story. The drink. real
1: challenge if you're a real artist is to make it without voiceover yeah. and through the acting. But
0: that, but that's a real that's a real
2: trope in like film noir where they you hear that inner monologue like Oh, it was, a, it was a. she was a girl. She was a
0: beautiful right. girl. You, know, you hear his inner thoughts. And
1: he invented film noir, didn't
0: well, he? Well, yeah, he was... I wouldn't say invented it because it was like a phrase that was invented by a critic, but he, his movie was pointed as one of... And the movie that came out the year before, this double indemnity, was pointed as one of the original film noir movies.
2: So that's kind of... It's kind of shocking that he didn't use it. this movie if you think about it it would have been the easier way out for sure (laughs) yeah
0: it certainly would have and i think that definitely became a trope within the genre a little later on not necessarily one that he's always fallen into although sunset boulevard is one that that does use it in regards to this book i just had there was this one little passage in the introduction and it we're we're more or less just explaining the background of the book and i just wanted to read this here just to for anyone you know because i can't expect anyone to actually read the book it's again very heavy and and whatnot but Just to give you a little depiction, a contemporary writer, his name is William Seabrook, a contemporary writer of Charles Jackson, read the book and he wrote this note to the publisher about the book. Here's my honest reaction to The Lost Weekend by Charles Jackson, which I read word by word to the end with increasing pain and anguish. I hate the goddamn book. (laughs) Almost as much as I hate my own inflamed conscience. I've suffered as a drunk, but not like that. And I hope to Christ I never will. It's the only book that's ever scared me. It should be soberly read by every white collar souse in America. If it doesn't scare the liver lights and daylights out of him as it did to me, it means the poor bastard has a softening of the brain and has already sunk Wow so heavy duty oh, words
2: shit that's I a guess. that's a that's quite a Review. <laughs> doesn't make me want to read it. And doesn't no. make me want to drink either though. <laughs> Girl, Seabrook would
0: go on to to overdose on sleeping pills oh, several my goodness. later. Wow. But uh yeah, so it, it I mean and when you're reading the book, I mean it is the it is the inner workings of a man who is downward spiraling into alcoholism. Uh and I think that the task of taking a, a rom-com actor and putting into that as a heavy duty task. Like they could have, this could have been such a hammy performance of, of someone who, who was not even really a heavy duty drinker. I don't think Ray Moland was himself. Oh uh, No, and, I, he tried
1: to yeah. drink a few times for the role and ended yeah, up it was, barfing Yeah, as a lightweight. Is that right? Yeah, he, yeah. he
0: couldn't drink. <laughs> <laughs> you know, over the last hundred years of, of filmmaking, there are certain directors that stand out and Billy Wilder is 100% one of them. He has four movies in the on the AFI top one hundred list, this isn't one of them, and this is wow, my really? favorite movie. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, you know, I disagree with that. I think it's omitted, you know, glaringly. Uh, the four that are on there are Sunset Boulevard, Double Indemnity, Some Like It Hot, and. Okay. Uh, the only other Best Picture winner he had, The Apartment, which is when we will have an episode in a great movie, too. But, I mean, I think The Lost Weekend is my favorite movie of his. So he's a, he wrote the screenplay for this, for he, the most he part? He co-wrote the screenplay, yeah. All right, so I want to touch upon one character
1: who I think is very ahead of her time. Okay, Gloria. yeah. Gloria. In
0: the scene, Gloria, yeah.
1: Gloria says, redick and don't oh. mention. Oh, oh, my yes. goodness. 60 have... years, 65 years Artie. before anyone says this. Natch. And wait... This is my quote of the movie we're going to get to now. Cool. <laughs> she goes, Gloria goes, don't be ridiculous. And Don goes, Gloria, please, why imperil our fl- our friendship with these loathsome abbreviations? Uh-huh. That is such... I wish I Hardy, could say I that to it, people I nowadays. I
2: have it right here. Oh, my yeah.
1: Notes yeah. It's, it, it's such... I, I, I was like, wow. It's like we're in 2020. So, like, so the two <laughs> things great. in this movie that I really was just blown away by and made me feel like I was watching a movie that came out today... Were were Gloria abbreviating those lines? By the way, she's a hua, the bar hua. She just hangs around the bar, goes up to whoever, you know, sipping the white wine with the ice. I
2: I liked her character, but, man, and she's a, what what a beauty! What a beauty she was. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did, her, her film debut, Doris Dowling. So yep.
1: the other thing that I really liked in this movie that um, it kind of just made me feel like there was a guy directing it. Like when you watch a Quentin movie, you feel Quentin telling you yeah. the story. Is when he puts the cigarettes in his mouth backwards, and she keeps just without breaking dialogue, just flips the cigarette around yeah. for him. And he, I that, love that. That, that happens multiple total, times. times, two
2: or three times. Well, Helen does it as well.
1: She did it to him twice. Yeah, right. at the beginning and the end, right? Yeah, but not. Are
2: you saying Gloria did that? No, as well?
1: no, no. A separate thing. I like okay. in the movie that I should have. Yeah, okay. separate. Gotcha. But that and uh, I love that. I love those yeah. little touches that he wrote in on purpose. That. He probably got from real life,
2: you know? I, I, I God, I noticed that that abbreviation thing. It, it really stuck to me because I was like, wow, that's still happening. It was right. happening more than ever. I don't think it she happened says, between this movie and, and 2005. Oh, like, I don't think anyone means. did it. Right. It, it came back. Yeah. She says we twice and he's like, "Yeah." You know, in that quote, he's like, come on. Like, and someone says thank
1: it. you and she goes, don't mensch. Don't
2: mensch. Yeah. Oh, God. I was like, it was I was cringing. Oh, it's was natch. Like, it's natch. Oh, God, it was the
1: worst. I was waiting for her yeah. to be like, this is lit. Lol, OMG! You're really turned. You're really turned, Don. She's
2: a, that character. God was ahead of her time. Huh? Yeah, she really ahead smokes. of her time. He shows up blackout, having
1: withdrawals, one or the other, well, and that, then begs for money, and she's like, "Oh, come on in." That did well,
2: take me know, out of
0: it a little bit. I he, mean, he's he's much older. It's, he's tall, so girl, tall guy. All right, I mean, the best most handsome guy. Yeah, but seen. this whole he's I mean, he's. A rom-com star though, so I mean, like this—the yeah. the, the sexual appeal may probably, have changed. Right, right. He's, I mean, he's a
2: mess though. I mean, like he's, he's obviously a, sweat begging yeah, but, for right. money, he's and she's like, sh- sh- "Oh, it's, it's
0: awesome. a beautiful
2: young girl, like yeah. loving him." She's like, yeah. also
0: at the bar every day, trying to hang out with older men. Yeah, she okay. really likes him. She's really attracted to him. That's yeah. why that just the bartender confronts me, he goes, "I don't like what you're doing with, with this woman, and I don't like what you're doing with the other woman either." Yeah, like yeah. you know, you're learning into. So you're right. He is a little bit of a Judge Judy, the bartender.
2: Well, he is, and 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 anybody who's been in that job knows that like you keep your when somebody's doing that, you keep your mouth shut. Like, you know, go to another bar and do it. Yeah. A guy or a girl is doing whatever they're doing. You you don't, you don't judge them. You just, you just pour them the drink and you relax,
0: you know, as long as they're not hurting anybody, you know, the weekend doesn't happen. Uh, Old wicks had enough, you know, and uh, wick, his brother, I, I like him in the scenes he's in.
1: He, he he's a good character.
0: You could yeah. tell they have a long if, historic like history path. If
1: there's a weak
2: link in this, it's probably him. But I, I still I think he's fine. He yeah, serves a
3: purpose. I think he serves, oh he definitely purpose.
0: serves a purpose. Right. And I think the decision is made in, hey, you know, we could have this be a two hour movie and really develop this wit character, or yeah. we could just have him be fed up and done with this guy, which he probably would be at this that's point right. anyway. And, you know, right. you know what? I'm going on the That's vacation. That's what I like. I've dug this guy out of the so, gutter so many times. Forget this. The I'm way... going. Good well, he, luck, he Helen. He
2: tries to convince Helen of that exact thing. Like, yeah. we, how many times have we been over this? Like, I've done this exact thing. Helped I, him out. I,
1: I mean, love that. They write the character as if it's, like, the end of his line. So you, you don't get to see all that history, but you know there's history there.
0: Right. He is back at the bar the crack of dawn. We, we brought up the breakfast scene already and him and him doing that. Just slide that down a little bit. I'm. Uh, and now he's really kind of hash out his book. And this book is going to be what's going to save him here. And we kind of get into the weightier scenes of storytelling here in 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 this movie where he's now going to explain to Nat what the book's going to be about. And it's a, but the book is going to be about his history of talent, of course. Sure. How he met her. And this is the main narrative of this movie here. This is as much of a real plot as you get is his his telling of how he met Helen.
1: Which is, it's basically the origin of the old story. Oh, yeah, you got that novel you're working on? Like Yeah. It, that's, oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, you got you a lot going on in novel. your life? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you but, tell me about it. Beginning, middle, end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, a yeah, conflict
0: yeah. Resolution. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I've really ragged the opera scenes in, in these movies. There's been a few. Uh, going My Way had one. This one's There's amazing. A, this is a really artistic <laughs> fucking segment. I mean, the, the I I watched it again today just it and I really was just taken with the quality of the filmmaking here. The the, the the audience engaged in every moment of this play and him squirming in his chair and and just staring at the champagne bottles and the glasses and just Looking to get us and this is just in the intro to the play. Because yeah. <laughs> he sets he, he the, the other he spends the it's, axe in the lobby. It's the overture, yeah. Yeah the overture. And
1: right? then they then they then he sees just trench coats dancing. They all
2: transform into the coats. That was really interesting. I yeah. like that part, yeah, for sure.
1: Very creative touch for a director to think of that whole scene. Like he's he's having
2: this bug out hallucination I, moment. I would be feeling exactly i would be fidgety i would be just like him in that i'm sorry i, I, would, is, I mean i don't disagree that is I mean, not for me you know. but that's
0: you know yeah i, I mean and, and as i said i've ragged operas in the past year it's just again it's not my yeah. god bless anyone is into it i'm sorry for yeah, upsetting exactly. you at home it, it's a form of art that i just don't particularly yeah. understand but imagine that were the debut of the dark knight well know, that's and basically you're, and the you're sitting there right? and instead of you're seeing the Joker's clowns, you know, robbing the bank. You just see a bunch of trench coats floating around that's, with the bottles sticking out of their that's pockets. That's the hot but, thing you do in 1945 in New York City. I mean, that's, he, where you're, that's where you're going. And right, he's established you know? as a cultured guy. He's quoting Shakespeare, yeah. and he's, you know, he's, a, he's well-educated. to go a little more into the book, but he's a well-educated writer. His brother is also subsidizing all this stuff.
2: Like, Yes, he doesn't have a job. Yes, right. he's
0: unemployed. He was a, he His was a major a, enabler. The brother.
1: Oh, yeah. Making excuses mm-hmm. for him, like, trying to cover for him, paying for him to live, basically.
2: Right. Like, paying for these extracurricular activities. Paying for a Broadway show. I wish I had anybody that would do
0: that for me now. Like, even I, I would go just because it's free, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but I think that he's just trying to just get him to do any other activity That's other than right. just, you know, blacking out. And it time. just shows
2: that, they, they do again, with the, the, the empty trench coats, it just shows you that there's only one thing
0: on his mind. It doesn't yeah. matter. He's going to go through the motions, but... He's and not there. I love the exchange with the coat guy. Uh, just <laughs> great, uh. great stuff. You know, just a, a great little one-two comedic exchange. Billy Wilder is so good at that. He does more of that. Some of his, mo- his other movies are comedies. Where there's, that's A lot of that's the whole yeah. movie. Jack Lemon is the guy he worked the most with, and Jack Lemon is so good at that type of exchange. So, well, let me go back there and check out all those coats. Like, uh, dude, come on. That's not how this works. There are regulations.
2: There must be regulations. regulations. That was funny. It made me laugh out loud, and also completely agree with him because. (laughs) Anything's
0: up. Even, even <laughs> what? Yeah, hell no, you he can't get back here. <laughs> yeah, no way. Like, you know, the, no. Sweaty,
2: the sweaty guy <laughs> wants to go through everyone's coats.
1: Yeah, here, come on back. <laughs> there's 2,000 two coats back there. What are you going
2: to do?
1: They're like, all rich, and there's a sweaty guy here after the overture who wants to go through everyone's coat. Yeah, it's like. Who come gives on. me a ticket for a leopard coat? He probably <laughs> stole from some woman. Exactly. Then he
0: sits out in the lobby instead of going back in. I gotta, what Maybe he what can't go back they don't, in. Don't what know. a
1: shame they don't serve drinks in the lobby. Like, yeah. Yeah, well, they, they did. They do now. I know, but they, the
2: this one. guy
0: could have just chilled, got blackout, and if he had <laughs> he didn't money. Have his
2: money. His <laughs> oh, money yeah, was in right. his wallet and his that's in right. his
0: um, coat. If he had any to begin with, right? But yeah, so he waits it out. You get the great scene of the of the people dwindling down, and then it's Helen with his coat and her with that. Obviously, becomes a a major um, a sticking point in in the movie. He's or, a total douche. Oh god! Well, he, so so much that he's such a douche that he's like, ooh, even that was a little. Stupid. Yeah, yeah, he throws, he throws the, the, umbrella. the umbrella, and she, he's he's kind of like, okay, that
2: was too far. Yeah. yeah, and she's like, you're the rudest person I've ever met. Yeah, you know? yeah, and she's great. Just like, yeah.
0: thanks, thanks. Like now, I feel like a complete piece of shit. Yeah. You know? but
2: he makes up for it. He, you know, she she must have some sort of um, uh, savior complex. So because she immediately is like. S- Taken with this guy, and he just know.
1: rattles off lie after lie to her. All he does is lie the yeah. whole movie, and dude, I, that's a it's that's that's accurate. how it re- that's how it really is. It is. But like that's that's this is ahead of its
2: time. I've expe- again. I, I've experienced this personally. It, it, dude, they did a good job with that. It, it, it's the the constant lying. The lying to themselves, yeah. Like, yeah. They do that really well. Like
1: just, a, tr- a trend I'm noticing with these old movies that win best picture is I for every one of them I'm like it's way ahead of its time, but it, it they yeah, are. But that's this that's is, what it is. Well, like, Kira, this is way ahead of its Kira time.
2: Kieran nailed it when he talks about the movies that came before and and how alcoholism was a uh, as a goof. We actually already I don't know if you remember this. <laughs>
1: Broadway Melody.
2: Broadway Melody. There's a character that's stumbling around drunk. It's the comic relief in that movie. Yeah, the him and the stutterer. You know, <laughs> oh my Don god. Don
0: is uh, is in explaining his book. He, yeah, that rough scene where he's he, he's supposed to meet the parents and doesn't uh, it chickens out and and says to go on bender instead and and has to go home. His brother covers for him. Tough, t- tough, real tough stuff. Really, it shows really shows the the level of his weakness and how he's just incapable of being a person at the end of the day, it, you know, I, it it kind of always reminds me a little bit, that scene of of Jerry meeting Elaine's dad in the lobby of the hotel of the Seinfeld episode, it's in the first season of Seinfeld, where he has to spend all that time with him, but Don just flat out opts out. Yeah, Don also has debilitating anxiety,
1: like, he doesn't, he's not just an alcoholic, like, oh, he yeah. has debilitating anxiety, like, he...
0: Is running from scenes that seem kind of normal yeah doesn't want to be around crowds doesn't like he, he's always feels he's being judged yeah. whether that's he doesn't have a job or it's probably the alcoholism kicking in too and
1: in this situation he's literally hearing Hel- uh, Helen's parents talk about him in a judgmental fashion yeah, before they so, even meet yeah, him true. yeah setting tough. high expectations
2: I mean it's it's easy to feel judged when you're kind of a giant loser right, <laughs> you, right. He, he is he's a loser he, he's he's a drunk. He has no prospects. He's not doing anything. Like, right. Yeah. Being subsidized by his brother, like it's really not being
1: judged. It's being known. Rightly like, judged. Like being exposed.
2: Yeah. Being known. Right. Being exposed. Like that's right. He doesn't yeah, ever want to know what
0: he really is. He's not comfortable with himself. He's really not no. comfortable with his place oh, in that? life. He's not. He he already that, I mean. already
2: nailed it. it. It's it's not wanting people to know the truth about mm-hmm. himself that he's a yeah. fucking and alcoholic train wreck. I th- know, and like. I think
0: that that's a perfect point to bring up. The, the main factor that was omitted from the book is is that he was a closeted homosexual, homosexual and struggling yeah. with that. They left that out of the movie. I mean, we're talking about it being in the in the middle of the Hays Code and what you can and what you can't include in a movie. But that, that
2: would ex that would explain why all these behaviors you're talking about, like why he doesn't like crowds or doesn't want to be around people. He's ashamed, you know...
0: Why he's drowning himself in the alcohol. Yeah, whatever, I mean, yeah.
2: that that would have explained... It kind of would have been an important part to put They though. just replaced
0: that with failed writer, basically. Yeah, 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 even though I think he's also a failed writer in the book, too. But uh, um, it, it... You know what it is, is... I think that just when you're looking at it as it is, is it's not in the movie. So you, we're analyzing the character yeah, as if it's enough. not there... You can you can well, wonder the, if does Billy? I don't really see too many aspects within the movie that Billy Wilder hinted to it. I think he kind of just left it out.
2: No, he left it out. Yeah, for sure. He left you it. Could, out I mean, me. I I I had no idea about that until I I did some research, uh, yeah. internet research, and then I I I saw that and I was like, oh, that would have made a lot of sense just in for the time period, you know, like
1: probably a lot of Hollywood bullshit like listen this movie is going to be hard enough to get made do I need well, to have him in you That, know, that I, I, no
2: I
0: firmly believe that. it would not have been made with that Oh, edit. almost, almost like, wasn't released as it was right but exactly can I mean, you imagine yeah. if that was there yeah. yeah. like, and in the Haste yeah. Cult when you can't you can't show any kind of homosexuality on the screen yeah. you know not that you necessarily need that in this movie to, to portray the struggle yeah but it just might have been. It's just an extra. This is already a groundbreaking, sure.
1: piercing social movie. That Where, also might have made it two hours. They don't want that. I don't back think then. it
2: needed. I'm not saying it needed it. It just would have helped to to create some context as to why he's behaving a certain way. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't needed. I mean, it's not I, needed,
0: right? I think that he could, he could. Act this way and behave this way as a straight man too. It's of not like it's I mean, not like there aren't straight course. men who go through this. Sure, the, yeah, the yeah. same.
2: I think the mo- most of what he's ashamed of is his his alcoholism his behavior. He, he yeah. knows he's a degenerate. Like, right, he I says that's it. what he's ashamed of.
1: He yeah. says he knows the reason. It's him. He's a bad
2: sexuality. I mean, it, for the time, yeah, that probably is something that people might be ashamed of. But I mean, I don't think that's where this is going.
0: I and think. I would think as as a highly intellectual person a studied person you know the, the that's obviously the purpose of him quoting the Shakespeare early sure. on in the movie they want to establish that he's well read and well well studied that's it's harder for that type of person to accept that they have nothing going on in their life right you know, that, they, yeah. that they're that they're a failure because well, he, also said he spent peaked all his time learning yeah yeah right
1: he's like guy peaked at 19 so like that was that was
0: the apex
1: of his life it's
0: all downhill from there that's how he views it yeah and in the book he drinks too much and is kicked out of school so that's that part is is isn't expanded upon in the movie, but that's they kicked out of his frat, kicked out of the school, boom. So he's trying to write this book, gets the title on the page.
2: Great title, by the way.
0: The, the bottle. bottle, love it. The bottle is
2: a wonderful title for a book. I mean, that's yes Yeah, yeah. He's, he has a he has a good idea. He's ready yeah. to go
0: here. He just can't sit still <laughs> and actually sit yeah. and, type it. <laughs> and he get, he's he's headed to the nightclub now, which is. Drinking his martini there that he can't pay for.
2: That's, for for those of you who aren't well-versed in alcohol, that's gin. I mean, you're just drinking gin. <laughs> With an like, olive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's it. That, that's
0: what's in there. Like, right. Vermouth is a non... It's, it's like it's, con, it's like contact fluid. I like, <laughs> what, I like it's an
2: eyedropper of, like of something solution. and then yeah, a right. giant glass of gin. So he, he orders the check
1: and he, he realizes he doesn't have enough money. So when the waiter comes back for the for the payment, he gives him the, the check back and goes, oh, I'll have another gin, Vermouth. It's like, happened
2: to me. It's happened to me in real life.
1: You can tell the waiter in this scene, by the way, is is, is uh, on to him a little yeah. bit. Like this guy's gonna try to well, get out of this bill. I bet we gotta watch him, and they end up doing that. That
2: exact thing has happened to me, where they had a, a people had a bill. They I went to collect payment. They asked me for something else. I turned my around. When I turned around again, they were out the door. They that's
1: more subtle, that's,
2: subtly. That's a real thing that people do.
1: That's more subtly deep uh, character writing by Billy Wilder, like this waiter that's in the scene for, you know, what, a minute? He's already experienced this, and I'm going to let you know he's experienced this by watching him be, he's uncomfortable getting him another gin vermouth. He's suspicious.
0: He's like, why can't you just pay the bill? Like, why do you need another drink? Yeah, And this, so this was my favorite scene in the book, for sure. The, the, The best passage, and it, the whole thing is described in his mind, and he is viewing the whole thing like he's James Bond. (laughs) <laughs> you know he's he's just he has control over the whole situation he's sleuth it got everyone fooled it's describing to the reader basically a scene where he's just he's craftily fooled everyone stolen this and he's like I even feel a little bad it was that easy kind of uh, and then he just gets caught right Nab. Yeah, 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 just just nabbed and, and I was really looking forward into my rewatch of the movie seeing how well Billy Wyler was able to I mean I had seen the movie before but after reading it how well he was able to put the screen and boy he Great nails job! It great it. great Just job! Nails it! Hey, great job,
2: I mean, yeah. Artie. That actually brings up a good point. Remember the quote you gave before about the sand? Remember the sandbags? Yeah, you have taking that, them off there. Do that have that whole air, uh, that whole quote? Or yeah, that, have it. Be, can you read the whole quote? Because that's really it shows you even early on in the film that when he's drunk, he has this confidence in yeah. this air, like he he can do anything. He, he
1: says that to. Yeah. He literally Nat.
2: says that to Nat. The He goes. Center. It
1: tosses the sandbags overboard so the balloon can sail. And he's referring to drinking. It
2: also goes on to say that, I'll I'll summarize it, that anything he does, he just... He feels more competent as he's doing it. Like he he has this confidence when he's drinking that he's the greatest at everything. Yeah, this is right.
0: it's a it's a, 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 it's a testicular false. fortitude and a mental <laughs> yeah. fortitude, right?
2: So so, th- but in his drunken stupor, he feels like oh, I've got away with this. This is amazing, and then he gets nabbed immediately. Yeah, and already he's drunk. No one else. <laughs> I,
0: I would probably look at that and say that that the the attendant in the bathroom. That's probably Wilder's way of displaying the confidence visually as opposed to what's going on in his mind because you can see his interaction with the oh i already took a a carnation yeah but yeah yeah but yeah so that's probably his little little mechanism for yeah right that's with the money he actually had that from his pocket yeah just
1: great film billy wilder really is he's really good and it's almost you know what's a shame is you could tell he's held back
2: well he i guess you said he did have a uh, um experience with a writer having alcoholism but Mm -hmm. just seems like he has such a kinship to this addiction he just knew it understood it so
1: well i think he read the book on a train a train ride right yeah it was just just traveling to chicago he's like i'm making a movie out of this book yeah this this will be my next he
2: understood that, that again i i've i've seen this with that confidence in like I, I'm lying so well nobody under nobody knows. Right. Meanwhile, everybody knows. You're you're an idiot. Yeah. Like, and we get both sides of it's that, funny, he...
0: it. It's also written so perfectly in the book that it, it's yeah, that process wow. of adapting it to film. Whatever
2: whatever the combination is, it's it's phenomenal. It was really yeah. well done.
1: Great adaptation. Great yeah, just, adaptation. It, oh it's it's just great. It's, it's
0: masterful. It's great it's masterful. If it
1: came out today, it'd seriously be like it'd be a phenomenal movie. <laughs> it's
0: always tough to pick out where Rock Bottom is. For, for Don Burnham in this movie. This seems like at this point you're like I think wow he just whole got, just got banned from the bar just ashamed by those people. They play the old song of he stole a pocketbook he oh, that was the pocketbook great. Yeah. oh
2: yeah mocking him <laughs> oh, they're gosh. singing along oh, okay. I would jump in front of a bus if I left <laughs> if I were thrown out
0: of a bar and that was being sung in my in the background oh, Like tough basically his next game plan oh, <laughs> oh, my God. oh man goes home goes home to his already trashed apartment because he couldn't find his liquor bottles Again, yeah, we talk about noir work and just the masterful filming of the shadow of the bottle on oh, the ceiling. That he's given up, brilliant. and the shadow haunts him to show him yeah. that here we go, we're ready for yeah. next. He round. just feels
1: such relief
0: and joy at the same he, time.
2: Uh, As okay, let's talk about his acting for a second. His facial expressions when when alcohol is introduced, like because he struggle a lot of the movies, him struggling to find it, right, to to get it, to find it. Every time he's given the alcohol, his face...
1: The sense of relief yes. he feels. I, I know um, what you're going to say. If,
2: if anybody has seen the movie Requiem for a Dream, uh, it's mm. well done in that. Jennifer Connelly. Connelly yeah. There's a scene right at the end of that film where she finally scores the drugs that she's been looking for. She does a, something horrible to get it. Her face is like this face of like joy and relief. And it's just the most uncomfortable yeah. thing you've ever seen. And this guy does it brilliantly yeah like, brilliantly he crushes Brilliant.
1: it his yeah. acting accelerates throughout the movie as yeah. as the it, it, yeah. as the anxiety and accelerates this, that, and as the, it, the relief the getting it the, the whole
2: the desperation devilish grin of like oh god yes here it is like i have another drink you
0: know yeah, yeah it takes over it's it the disease god. consumes him and he he his his person deteriorates as this yeah. movie goes on. It, it and, re- and it really feels
1: like it's filmed over a weekend. Like you're watching someone oh, chronologically yeah, oh, it, the chronology
0: of it is really awesome. Really awesome. Yeah, it's and I said from the from the get-go here, it's it's paced like an agenda. For the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an agenda that the Grim Reaper lined out for you for the trip, this but it is... This guy's this is, agenda. Yeah, it's... It's, it's, it's it is, keep getting alcohol. Yeah, and Chris, you mentioned Requiem for a Dream, and we're going to now take a, a little break in the narrative here as we're about the halfway point. We're going to discuss some other movies that that employ alcoholism and, and substance abuse. This will be time-stamped in the intro, <laughs> so we're going to... We're, we're Throughout this, we're going to dance around spoilers. We're going to try to avoid ruining any of these movies or anything like that, so you can stick with us, but if... You don't want to talk about these movies. And we're going to be talking about Flight. We're going to be talking about Leaving Las Vegas. We're going to be talking about couple other Requiem ones, yeah. and a couple other ones too. So you know, you can rejoin us uh, in, the, in the Lost Weekend narrative as we go. But we do want to kind of address some of these other movies that employ alcoholism on the on the big screen. And we do need to say that today is, and we didn't even plan it. This just kind of fell on us. This is the 25th anniversary of the release of Leaving Las Vegas. Nicholas Cage's lone Oscar win, Elizabeth Shue, just a, a at the, heavy, at the heavy height of hitting her, movie. I
2: think I think it's a height of her career.
0: I watched it recently for the first time. Uh, you uh, this uh, movie, you've seen Chris. I've okay. seen it multiple times. Yeah, already. Yeah. No, what's the premise? What's the main <laughs> premise? Uh, it's very simple. It's very simple. Nicholas Cage gets laid off he's basically reached dead end professionally in his yes. mind and he says I, you know what I am going to drink myself to death to that's death
2: that's, he's, that's that's. he's going to commit suicide by drinking
0: does he have a drink of choice uh,
1: no everything, everything. literally really? there's another anything,
2: which, it could be Listerine it could be anything he
0: doesn't care
1: what, what was his job before he got laid off that uh,
0: I do corporate, corporate office yeah. you know, uh, okay. uh, corporate it's office it's been a while Collar for me stuff. Yeah. Been a little while for me, and and so and, and everything we're saying right now is basically in the first ten yeah. minutes. Of and, movie. and
2: and the the other main thing is that he goes to Las Vegas to do this, meets a pro, a young prostitute Elizabeth Chu, and is like basically they form a relationship. Just don't judge. He, he, the premise is don't get in the way of my drinking. Yeah, and we can continue this relationship. Yeah, and they that's fall in they,
0: love and and have that. But they, there is another famous meme in this one too. It's it's Nick Cage with the shopping cart at the liquor mart. And he's just going down, grabbing every bottle and putting it in, and putting it in, and he goes. And he just basically takes his life savings to buy a shopping cart filled with bottles right. of liquor. And wow. he's and he's whistling down the aisle, filling it and up. It's, it's it up. two
2: tragic figures just have this agreement, and 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 she she holds her part of it. Like is, she, is she, Elizabeth
1: Shue the woman from The Boys? Yes.
0: So I want to ask you guys this because this is. A topic that was kicked around the group chat, and I think I changed my opinion on this oh, almost every day. Is Nicholas Cage a good actor, or is well, he we, just a bad actor? Who's I, had a couple I, po- good performances?
2: I posed that question in yeah. the group chat. Is Is Nicholas Cage a good actor that picks bad movies, or is he a a bad actor that occasionally is good in
1: movies? I think he is a great actor. Who does not get very many good movies, and he can do a lot with some really bad movies. I, I don't I've seen some bad movie. National Treasure is not good. It's good, though. And he kind of makes it. Now, I have one no one's ever seen. Sorry, I don't mean to keep.
0: Knowing. No I mean, one I do has seen say, Knowing. Artie, it's good, but it's bad. I do want to say that once you go into the rabbit hole, to wonderland of Nick Cage movies, uh-huh. there's no holds barred. You because bring up whatever. So yeah, we're, not, we're already there. So you okay, want to bring good. up Knowing, you want to bring up okay. the, the movie with the vampires, you bring them up. Like, we're here. Knowing
1: Nicholas Cage's daughter's school class digs up a time capsule. And there's this weird message in there. So Nicholas Cage is like a numerologist who studies it and figures out that it's predicting natural disasters all over the world, and finds the woman who, who wrote its daughter, and he's like, what does this date mean to you? And she's like, that's the day my mom said the world was going to end. And that's all I'm going to say, but the movie's really good. And it's that, really And, that, and, that, and it, and it good.
2: didn't win Best Picture? It was up. It was up. It's I believe it was
1: up. I believe it was produced by Jerry Bruckheimer. Oh, well, in that case. So... You know, he's usually good for one.
2: In my mind, Nicolas Cage is Raising Arizona, Adaptation, Leaving Las Vegas. If you you give him shit to work with, he could be awesome. He knocks out of the park. And anybody that's close to him, friends, I mean, uh, that are in the business, say that he's a gifted actor that just, he goes, always goes to 10. That's the thing. There's there's not a lot of uh, low-key... Yeah, moments for him
0: and if the dialogue is not driven up to a ten he's going to stand out as an overactor, <laughs> right and his lead acting win in Leaving Las Vegas is as warrant as it gets I mean it's incredible he's performance over, he's, he's great in he's, he should have won an his adaptation. quote
2: unquote overacting in that movie is the reason it's so great you know like it needs that character needs that performance because if you see the movie it's as tragic as it is there's a reason a, a woman like Elizabeth Shue, who like, I think should have won too, personally. she's amazing. Her I think it's incredible. I think it's arguably it, as good, if not better. Yeah, than it is. I, I agree. I agree. Um, Elizabeth Shue already
0: also stepped in as the girlfriend in Back to the Future two and three. I don't know if oh, you remember right. the one, yep, the, yep, the first yep, one and yep. one couldn't do it. So the two and three, she's also the, uh, in Cocktail too. But,
2: oh, and she's yeah. in Cocktail, right? Oh, I haven't seen love, that Love Cocktail, um, but you know she. There's a reason this woman in this movie is is hitches her wagon to this guy, even though he's doomed. I mean, he is doomed. He is there to commit suicide. But there's something charismatic about him and yeah, fun yeah. about him and, and she stays with him because of that. So it it's it's a really hard watch. It it's not a happy movie in it's, any way.
0: It's an interesting layer of a love story and a perspective of yeah. love. Like 'cause it usually you get love at like the you know, either you get it at the high end or you get in the pretty woman sense where you get like the, you know, but right. this is like a... They found love in a hopeless place. They well, found love in a hopeless place. They did, place. but yes. and
2: there's, but there's other movies that, that hit on this differently. Like there's a movie, uh, uh, When a Man Loves a Woman, which is uh, Andy Garcia as the husband mm-hmm. and Meg Ryan as the alcoholic wife with kids. And again, a hard movie to watch. That movie is about sit, trying to save the woman you love from this addiction. Leaving Las Vegas is about choosing to respect their wishes and yeah, not saving the them despite the fact that you may want to right interesting. which is really i mean i can't imagine how hard that must be it's a lot harder than trying to save somebody is 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 actively not saving them right you know? so that's a really interesting two takes on on addiction and and loving somebody that has that addiction.
1: To your dr- dialing it up to a 10, he does it with both characters in adaptation, and it works Such with both of them. Um, yeah. Like I said, if you, I, I'm totally on one side of this debate. If you give him an amazing script to work with, he will be amazing. Like, if Quentin Tarantino wrote him a character in a movie, we'd be like, holy shit, did you see Nicolas Cage's character in this I Quentin agree. movie? It's... He takes movies like National Treasure. I, to I think you have to know how to
2: use. them. I think you have to know how to use them. If you know how to use them, he's brilliant.
0: Right, real quick, someone who hasn't come up yet in BPC universe who will in the future. Quick sixty seconds on Meryl Streep.
2: Oh, wonderful!
0: Initial combos.
2: In, in you in just regards your to personal opinion or personal no
0: personal opinion in in general you can start with adaptation go for wherever I you know. There's not much to say that's negative. She's I think she's, she's that, great in every... She's a world class actor.
1: I mean she's I, an actress.
0: I think that maybe some people don't love her at this point. She's though, a genera- wife. She's <laughs> a once in a generation. <laughs> <laughs> Grant's <laughs> wife does not like Meryl oh. Street. That is documented. She's a once in a generation. She doesn't genera- like
2: Colin Firth either. She's a once in a generation actor. Yeah. She just is. They they, they don't make them that often like that.
1: Mm-hmm. I completely agree. She it's, she's just If fan. I rattle off really bash Merrill street, can't if rattle you are it's a sorry. preference thing, not a skill thing. Like she's got it. She's got it. You
2: can't you can rattle off Meryl Streep movies and 80% from the field, you think? Over a, over a 35
0: a to 45 year spread. Well, we'll get you can her, rattle off movies. We'll get her three times at The Deer Hunter my, one of my all-time favorites. Out of Africa and Kramer versus Kramer. So it should be, will be, there'll be plenty of streams okay. to come in the future. But going into the other substance abuse issues, movies or alcoholism movies, I watched, it's a movie that had been on my list for a little while, been trying to watch Flight, starring Denzel Washington. He was nominated for Best Actor, didn't win. I love it. I love that movie. It's the man.
1: last movie I saw in theaters. Yeah, we and, talked
0: a bit on the oh, Argo episode. I felt like yeah. I was on a plane during that. movie. I've,
2: it's one of the more anxious movies I've ever been, a, been watched. You know, like
0: yeah, I, I thought interesting part about that is is like the movie's kind of in reverse. Like the big heavy action plot moment is in the beginning of the movie. That's right. And then the whole movie is like the fallout. The, well, the movie it. again is not plot
1: super plot driven it's, it's really character driven yeah, you're watching him is. and but this just happens to be a part of
2: his life it's so wild that they I, and this is brilliant filmmaking where the action scene of spoiler alert, there's a plane that crashes guys it's called flight i think know. it's on the poster so <laughs> a, plane, <laughs> the, the, a, a plane, plane upside down is, the is cover going of to the crash movie. yeah that's that, what's going yeah. to happen in this movie but it happened like, as what, what Kieran said it happens early but the movie as it goes on is as almost as intense as that plane crash scene, even though there's no action going.
0: It's on, very it, little. It's, it's to me is a is an amazing portrayal of alcoholism. Absolutely. Because it, it is a movie where you have someone who is essentially blackout drunk, who does a who has a moment of heroism that the average professional the above average professional Human. would be
1: Incapable of doing Computer right. simulations Could not replicate His His
2: Feet No Ten In the movie Ten pilots Try to do what he did A hundred times each Or In a simulator like that. And so, ten times they, they killed everybody So he
0: basically Was able to do A superhuman act While blackout drunk And The The plot point Of the movie Or the main focus Of the movie Is Is Okay You were able to do This thing while blackout drunk But let's examine Your life as that's right. an alcoholic. And and although you can save the world drunk, can you save yourself? And that's what I love about the movie, and, and, and I think that's as much as we need to, we need to do, because I don't really think we spoil much. Most of that is in the beginning I, of the movie. Yeah, and it's I, even I, in the trailer. So. I have
2: something to comment on, and I won't ruin it either. I think it also speaks a lot to, again, they do a great job of showing that the character is lying to himself as much as he is mm-hmm. everybody else. And, and, that's, he, what, and that's what, that's what last weekend does really well. This movie does it well too. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, it's also like, yes, you did this amazing thing, but you also disrespected the public and, and, and the trust they had in you by doing, yeah. by being in the state you were in. And, 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 and does your heroic act negate that?
1: And why did, were you in that situation in the first place? So yeah, I think the real power in. That I didn't f- want to touch on a spoiler, but.
2: Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't want to ruin it because it's a really great movie, and I, we, I. That's a good big suggestion for all. I think all of us would that, suggest. Yeah, that. If, if yeah, if you like this one, if you um, like
1: Flight, you'll love Lost Weekend. But I, I, did, I just
2: think it really shows the ability for an addict to lie to themselves that they don't have a problem. They don't even see the. They don't see the problem, like.
0: Yeah, and and I, I want to say too is that the usual portrayal, of alcoholism, or substance abuse. Whether it's Lost Weekend, whether it's leaving Las Vegas, or if it's Requiem for a Dream, it's usually people on the low end of their lives trying to survive, trying to get by, flirting with rock bottom. It's rarely done with a superhero, which is kind of yeah. what you see with Flight. Even I, though he's a person, but he has this, this above-human ability his to skill, fly a plane. That's right.
2: He, he, I mean, he that that his alcoholism doesn't because, impair. Well, and he doesn't, doesn't, care, doesn't he care and he doesn't I, care about yeah. it. Can I ask you guys, okay, the three of us, we all we all enjoy beer, we all enjoy cocktails. Let me ask you a question. When you're do, when you're doing like for instance for me, when I'm playing pool, I'm much better playing pool when I have a couple of drinks in me. When I'm so dead sober, I'm terrible. I can't, I can't yeah. hit a ball. Oh,
1: interesting. But when I
2: have a couple of beers, for some reason bang, I'm in the pocket. Uh, And I'm wondering if you guys have experienced that. Well,
0: I think that it's one of the things they always talk about is darts is where I've heard it. Yeah. Is that there's, like, a a, a Venn diagram of it where it's, like, the peak dart is, like, at three beers. So, like, your darts ability rises till three beers... And then it falls from there. So, so, like, you stink sober, and then you stink at, you, you stink <laughs> at seven beers. So, and, and there's, like, the arc there. So
2: you're aware of this, and you've, you've, have you experienced it yourself? or um, in, in,
0: You know, if we're talking about, like, like beer games and stuff well, like yeah. no, that. No, like, no, yeah, Kieran, like, we have a good example of this.
1: Me and Kieran sat in a softball stands in the bleachers once during a softball playoff game. And we were just drinking Corona beers. And we each had two or three. And then they were like, we need guys. And they called on us to play, and I ended up hitting life. two bomb homers <laughs> over a huge yep, fence yeah, in left yeah, center field. And
0: I got invited to every playoff game wow. after that. And you sucked after
1: that. I was normal, like my normal self. <laughs> As far but at the same ball, time,
0: I felt it. Never yeah. helped me. A, a drop of it never helped me in softball. That's yeah, the they, only time That's yeah. the
1: only time I ever felt improved by having a few drinks before playing softball.
0: So, yeah, bar games, it shakes a little bit of confidence. But if I'm running around and I, I, I it works in golf it works on golf. It, okay. works on golf it works on golf golf is an interesting one golf is an interesting one uh, I I can't say that it's hurt me okay so I have a, I so bad I, I have a reasoning for
2: a, <laughs> I have a reason for asking you this it's because you know on some level when you're in a traumatic experience like what happens in in this mm-hmm. film mm-hmm. flight maybe having a couple of cocktails calmed him down in a way that he could he could make Bunch the decisions him. he made, right, without panicking, which know, is like, why the movie the works because he
0: didn't have a couple cocktails. He was okay. He was two point something above yeah, the level. Yeah, yeah. Like they made, well, it was, they made sure to it make was, it. He was blackout drunk. Like yeah. so, like he drank so much the night
1: before and woke when, up and poured vodka every, into orange juice and drank. Every
2: it. person in that cockpit was panicking, and he didn't. And He wasn't. Yeah. However, so there's also if, if I, he
0: was sober, do you, well, I wonder if he could have done what he did. I the impression what I took out of the movie was is that the alcohol was irrelevant to his ability to save that plane The only person capable of saving about the plane yeah. But the theme of the movie is what the alcoholism is doing to his personal Absol- life Absolutely Not his ability to save the sure. plane So I, I do want to say too is that we are going to be more or less debuting a new segment here where we Give a movie that, if you liked the movie we're discussing, a movie that we recommend. This is a little teaser to it, as obviously these movies that we've discussed all kind of apply to this. But this is something we're going to be doing moving forward. We did it last week with the Halloween episode as well. So we're going to be doing that at the end of this. We're going to be doing that at the end of this.
2: These are our recommendations, although I think we do recommend some of these
0: movies. I recommend all these movies. All right, so we're headed back to the life of Don Burnham here and... We're gonna be walking the streets in New York City here in a little bit. So Donny Boy wakes up. We get it. We get that shot of his eye as he wakes up the next morning. It's it's uh, reminiscent of Lost years later. Yes, uh, the shot of Jack waking up in the in the field and um, classic classic. You, you shots, wonder which did they was take a, it from here or did they? You know. Which was
1: originally called Circle. So there's a little tie-in. Is that right? Yes, it was originally called Circle.
0: The show was originally called Circle, so yep. I think that there might really? be some Billy Wilder. Was around.
2: called Circle? Yes, when it was piloted. When it, it did not first piloted? It. Yep. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And that eye shot was I was regular on that show. I mean, it was they they, they use it all the time, beginning, mm-hmm. middle, and end. And in just, reality,
0: at some point, there's just going to be a lost episode. Like we're just going to have an episode where we talk <laughs> lost. Like I, I, you know, it'll probably be just me and Chris J But Lost Lost
2: needs a just, if, just going off the rails here. Lost needs some sort of. I don't know if they need not a reboot, but some something. I don't know what it needs. You know, I have a
1: friend who's a regular listener, Joey B. He's mm-hmm. a regular listener of this podcast. He's watched Lost front to end three times and swears it's awesome. I've watched
0: no, it, it is. I've awesome. watched it front to end three times as well, it and took, and seen other seasons and whatnot four times. Like, the first, I, I think it's the great.
2: first watch took over me and my wife's life for uh, months. I mean, we were it, I mean obsessed with it you know the first season and a half
1: hooked me it's not perfect it's but faded after that it,
2: i don't know it needs some sort of love i don't know i don't know what that looks you know, like kind of like el camino was to breaking bad it needs some sort of something i don't know that was that wasn't good though. i thought it was great but don't, don't, I, it don't, should have don't, just, don't just, just, smir- just, just, just been an episode don't you just
0: merch it should have just been an episode fat todd song. lost me in that so this this next little stretch run here for don there's a lot of crushing moments but one of the most crushing moments in this entire movie is when he rips the paper out of the the typewriter of of his his book, The Bottle, that he was all fired up to write, crumples it up, tosses it aside, and takes the typewriter because he's time to pawn it, and it's just like, boy, it's just like the crushing of any internal dream and, and aspiration that he had you know a guy he's got no job he's so ashamed of himself but he had this idea and it's just him just ripping it out from the root it's like his but, third
1: time giving up
0: this movie like yeah and it but this is
2: the official like this is my life now you know there's oh, nothing left.
0: And you you feel you feel the roots leaving the soil when yeah. he pulls that it's, paper it's, out of the root. It's, oh, it's it's, it's doom it's it's utter it's doom he embraces yeah. the the uh, the, the, the end goal. Help, the
2: hopelessness. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: And now he's going on this journey uh, along the street, which is, I think, probably the most famous segment of the movie. That The shot of him uh, walking with his face to the camera, showing the passing of time by the bill. That's like it's the famous I, shot of the movie. what I'd is. like to
2: talk about more in a, in a bit when we get yeah. to it. But Another yeah, underrated
1: character here when he asks the woman who is eating Casually. Yeah, right. Well, and she's hey, just like, it? oh, yeah, it's uh, it's Saturday. It's not Sunday. And it, I forget what else she says, but I just love the Someone fact that... Someone else have died. I don't know. I love the the fact that she's eating. And it's just in the middle of her eating, she gets yeah. interrupted to answer these questions. Like, More example of br- food moving around. Br- I mean. Yeah, brilliant stuff with Great Billy help. Wilder just uh, giving back character. Like back, not character, but like... You're picking up at the end of that woman's story. She's eating. Yeah. It's living, living her, her life. you interrupting it's more, her. She's eating. The, She's not
2: just standing there. It's more the current story of the city than, than it is of her. It's about what the city is moving on. His life... Is all
0: about this one thing, but
2: right. everybody else's life is. The, everyone's anywhere. carrying on. Yeah, yeah, right. not, Everyone. Why
0: are they close? Why are they close? What's going on here? You see but, a lot
2: of you see a lot of savings and loans, and you see a lot of pawn shops, and he mm-hmm. just keeps walking. And, and walking. this is
0: this is the scene with all the hidden cameras too, and it's cool like like watching them. They, they put a lot on bike couriers, like guys just riding their bike casually, and a camera in the back. That's why some of the cameras are moving, and just yeah, and I love authentic New York City. here. There's people. Actual people going about their days. Like right. a lot of these aren't even yeah. customers. They don't even know that they're filming a movie. It's just yeah. this is what's going on, and you get that. You get that New York City feel,
2: and you just get the desperation. At the, the more he walks, the mm-hmm. tired he's the sweatier he I, gets I can't make it. I can't go any farther. He's sweating. It but,
0: seems like he's gonna die. It, like, yeah. And, now, and, and, did you every notice place he goes is closed? Every did you guys notice the shots of the three balls hanging? Did. did you know what the deal was with that? No, so it's know. just it's just simply that signifies a pawn it's, shop. So that's something oh, that would okay. have been more. It's not symbolism. Also circular. Or yeah, uh, uh, a sphere. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. During that time period, the viewer would know that as they're they're buying and selling things, to pawn shop. But yeah. Pawn shops aren't certainly not as common today. Like we you know. You no, there's not one in every block. It seems like yeah. there's
2: a one on every block. of this in, in 1945, but uh, nowadays, I don't even. Could you even find a pawn shop? Like no. I don't know where one yeah, is. They're yeah, they're all in Detroit.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the whole city is being pawned. Uh, off. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, Detroit listeners. Yeah, you yeah. have any.
0: It's all right. Yeah, and so he finds the uh, the Jewish guy, and you know, it's it's Yum Yum Well, Yom he explains Kippur. that
2: he they're closed because of Yom Kapoor. And that's only because I guess the uh, the Irish own a lot of the pawn shops. William
0: yeah, he goes, well, what about the Irish owned ones? He goes, well, you know, we have this deal where we'll close on St. Patrick's Day, close from one point. And he's like, oh, great.
2: Where yeah. does that leave me? So you know, nowhere. He leaves <laughs> yeah, him nowhere. Problem. He's screwed basically. He yeah. can't find any money to buy any more liquor. Like the one thing he owns, he can't monetize. So then so, he goes to
0: the bar. And yeah, but talking about open. that street, talking about that street shot, Chris. You want, you wanted to say a little bit? about I did. That.
2: Yeah. Uh, so that's that's considered the uh the origin of that mm-hmm. shot where people are walking towards the camera it, and it makes it feel as if it's just endlessly the, the endless walk oh wow the, really the, the desperate yeah, uh, yeah that was that was this was the first time that's been used and it was used it's still used it's used it's been used a million times over
0: yeah yeah and it's even i think they have like those uh those arcade those bar arcade games where you you put a quarter in and you push it and they have, like, the the wobbly guy walking down the road. Yes. You know, and you have yeah. to make sure he doesn't fall over. I yeah, think That's, yeah. like, that's yeah, kind of what that's referencing wow. to. So yeah. that,
2: that's an iconic shot that that's been used over and over and over again in yeah. movies and that was the first time it was used and it really is used to effect. I mean. Oh, God. It feels perfect. like he's walking for a hundred years. Oh, the yeah.
0: despair and anguish and exhaustion in his yeah. face. And that's one of the things that impresses me so much about some of these actors is that they can... They can encompass all of these emotions in just in just the look in their face. Yeah, yeah. Just emoting. It, it's amazing, not just in their ability to do it, but the ability in in these guys to cast them and find the people that are able to do yeah. that. That's right. It's just And also you have to
2: remember what they're looking at. These actors are looking at some jabroni uh, three, three a, guys, on, guys on walking backwards with a camera, with the camera. Or or at a cart or some, some yeah. ridiculous contraption. It's like it's hard. and nowadays, I, sometimes I think I watch these superhero movies. I'm like, this guy's acting to absolutely nothing. No, There's God, nothing now.
0: It's well, it's green screen acting. It's but that's
2: I mean, dude, that's now. you gotta look at that and be like, wow, that's impressive. So you that's know, like,
1: why I don't know if you know, but with the Mandalorian, just the to-
2: oh Grant, where's Grant? And Mandalorian, Grant talk. just so,
1: pricked up. Uh, Favreau is John Favreau is the main guy behind that, and they're using revolutionary camera technology, where they have this big, like almost like a gravitron but everything is the real background. Oh, wow. So you're not filming in CGI. You're filming where the actor has a real background to work with. It's not just green screen. It's it's a digital screen, but it's not green. They see what the camera sees. Yeah. So you could film it.
2: Oh, that's great! That's so they feel like they're in a
1: desert in the yeah. western, and, but, and I mean, the, these, that's the new way because the green screen acting.
2: Well, it's not. I mean, they've been doing it forever, and, and some of it's great, and some of it's not. But, uh, <laughs> right. but I mean, these guys are working with nothing. I mean, this this is this is really archaic technology, and 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 they're killing it. I mean, they're innovating. Yeah, he. It, it's really impressive.
0: It brings him to that point where he goes back to the bar and just says, "Just not just give me a shot." He's just he is desperate yeah. he's begging he says, he's like, in full withdrawal his body is craving he basically liquor. says he's like you don't want me to die do yeah you? and that and that gives him a shot i do have a nitpick okay yeah that. let's go we've been we've been pretty
2: right with the nitpick we have and i'm gonna give you a big one here i'm sorry but alcohol withdrawal does not happen in hours or days <laughs> it just doesn't again I, I know this from right. experience, not my personal experience, but you know I've, I've seen people it, happen, it it takes a week, ten days, two weeks maybe and sometimes it never happens. But the fact that he's withdrawing after a day or a few hours is ridiculous. I don't it's know that not, he's
1: actually withdrawing uh, as much as having his underlying anxiety issues. I, I, yeah, that's, I'm, okay, I'm, that's
2: fair. I'm he agreeing seems with like Artie he's, he yeah. nope.
1: he's walking around with an anxiety I will attack, accept that. Trying to that's relieve right. it. And okay, I don't know enough. that anyone. Because he's not like hallucinating then. He's sweating a lot. And I mean, he's from
2: walking all that way. And... Do they use the word withdrawal at that moment? They don't. It does seem like it's withdrawing, but. Okay, your yeah. explanation is fair. I'll accept it's, that. That's fine. It seems that
0: way to, me. to a, So I would, I would, from your standpoint, Chris, I get it. Maybe they're accelerating the symptoms a bit sure. in the movie just to drive the narrative. You know, we're fitting this thing into a weekend here. Of course. But I don't think it's uncommon that someone might be that desperate for a drink if they're if they're really on a, a true vendor here. I you you in guys days. put
2: it in a, a perspective I can I can wrap my head around. Like, yeah. yeah. Then it's more the anxiety and that he's stressed out. He's been walking all day. Like I, I okay. That's he
1: fair. the mental idea that I don't know when I'm getting my next drink. Like right. That okay. anxiety.
2: Absolutely fair.
1: Seems uh, like uh, it but but just it. I
2: just want to make because that clear that like that's not what well, that's not how it works. Also, yeah. well, so yeah. alcohol withdrawal
1: symptoms are much more serious. He wouldn't be walking I mean, yeah, around. Be He'd be awesome. like shitting yeah. himself, hallucinating with a well,
2: fever.
0: Okay, he does hallucinate eventually. But we'll get to well, that. He yeah, does, we'll but not walking so, the streets. Yeah, that's right. Now he just, remember who's the last person right now that I can even, just like a true yeah, guy who's just God. mooching off people is, oh, Gloria. I can go to Gloria's house. See, was he looking for Gloria or did he just stumble oh, upon oh, the Indian yeah. sign and then he was like, I, oh shit, this I is where I think should go. That was a moment of realization. Is, remember he was supposed to meet her. See, I her think dinner. he was just wandering. Yeah, but it was like a day before, wasn't it? He I think he, he did he
2: ditched her on the he date. Knew,
0: he knew where he lived. He went up to her floor. I mean, whenever went up to the Well she told, up them, she told him she
2: told him where he was she lived. That there was somehow to that's the one thing she remember he remembers. Typical guy, right? The the the, the, the beautiful girl at the bar. That's, you don't remember? You don't remember where you hit the liquor bottle, but you can remember where. But her he's also
0: was. in a state of desperation, going through his mental Rolodexes. Yeah. Who is the only person? Who is there? Anyone right now That's that can give me. me a dollar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, "All right, well, there was that girl that liked me at the bar, and that heads up there. Yeah, she's again, not happy with him. She she
2: he ditched her and on the she date. She got there.
0: She got her hair done, and she got uh, dressed up, and ditched the date. Yeah." that gets the money out of her, and... Ten bucks! He, he doesn't ask... He asks her for
2: five or ten bucks, which... Does would, she actually give him the ten? Does it say ten? It say she gives him a bill. hundred forty bucks. hundred forty bucks. She gives him a ten yeah, she dollar she bill. Him a ten, okay. A wow, hundred forty... Artie, I love you both, Artie, Kieran, but... You're not getting 140 bucks. In
1: a me. moment of desperation, I might give you
0: 20 bucks.
2: 20 there, is good. 20 is about right. If yeah. there were, <laughs> so get you where you gotta go.
0: If there were a 140 dollar bill and you had it in your wallet, and I'm and I'm begging you, you know, no, 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 I'm sorry. I'd ask you if I, you had change. I'll give you a place to. Of- <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next moment here, and I'm gonna geek out about this because I love, <laughs> I I love this just throughout the movie. So he's now going down the stairs. And oh, yeah, this is a great scene. Little girl running up the stairs. She passes him and he, he falls. Cool, cool cool camera work and doing the tip over. I mean, for the time, the worst, the, the worst acting of him in the movie. But we'll... we'll okay, no, but... We're going to we,
2: give him a break. Do we take, do we
0: take a note what's in the girl's hand as she's passing? Is him? it, it not. an instrument? It's a toy. Oh, I did not. Okay, so, so like you know, what the toy something. is? is when the kids run down the road with the stick in the giant circle. Oh, So she's wow. holding the giant circle. Oh, as is that right? she passes him. Oh, you yeah. You see,
2: you have it more than one wall. That's interesting. Yeah. So wow. very That's cool. Really and cool. And wow,
0: there's the man. As she passes really good. him, he falls down right. the stairs. The money he has in his hands is irrelevant, or it doesn't, you know. And yeah, now he's going to wake up in the ward here. Now, a word on the ward here. This is New York's Bellevue Hospital. It is the oldest public hospital in the United States. And this was the first time that there was ever allowed any filming there. Right. And it was one of the last times that there was ever allowed filming there. Well, he he went in there to do some method acting. Yeah, Artie loves his method
1: acting. And he wanted to see what it was like in the ward. So they put him in the robes and they put him in the alcoholic ward. And again, this is before the filming of it, yeah. And he escaped because he was so terrified. And he escaped and cops caught him <laughs> in the robe. And they, he tried to explain that he's an actor doing preparation for a movie. <laughs> and they did not believe him. They brought him back to the oh hospital. God, and then it took 30 more minutes for him to explain, you know, with all the appropriate authoritarian figures around, that he is just an actor fi- doing method acting. Wow. And then they were like, fine, you can go. But he
0: went in there to research and became terrified of everyone having night, yeah. night horror. Yeah, so I, 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 I can't imagine. I have a quote here from his autobiography about the experience. And this is uh, this is him quoting on what it was like while he he spent his first night there. The place was a multitude of smells, <laughs> but the dominant one was that of a cesspool. And there were sounds of moaning and quiet crying. One man talked incessantly, just gibberish. And two of the inmates were under restraint and strapped strapped to their beds. And then, as already said, they brought in a. a a new admittance and then basically a little riot worked out he panicked and was like oh, I, I, I gotta get he said here. he saw a door ajar and yeah, ran, ran out of it, it, and it. which is kind of similar to caught. how his character escapes in the movie a little bit you know it's similar right i wonder if there's some truth from that uh but yeah so uh, a little while so now this in, inside the bellevue hospital this is where this starts to get like shit starts to get pretty real here while you're watching this you're like this is like This is, I'm getting kind of uncomfortable now. This is getting dark. There's, like, people are moaning and mumbling, and I, I, do. and again, based on him saying about his actual experience with it, it seems like they're depicting this pretty realistically. Yeah, the guy hallucinating
1: in the corner on the bed is is very jarring.
0: Yeah, it's just very uncomfortable. So he meets the the nurse. Bim is the nurse. I
2: loved Bim.
0: Bim was was a a very interesting character, a real heat check moment. He comes in, he really only has one little segment, but, like... (laughs) You he know, just spits I, truth. It just—I remember when I was like—he t-
2: takes some pleasure in in just giving him the, the scoop.
0: I yeah. was like, oh, like so he'll be back.
2: Bedside Manor is a little rough. Like, creepy yeah.
0: character, creepy character, yeah. and then insidious and, and, a little bit. Yeah, 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 but but lasting in in Don's impression of him because he brings him up at the end of the movie when he's like, oh, I gotta get Bim a copy of my book, he, and he's kind of the gatekeeper to the next scene that there's going to be. The quote I have down here that he, he threw out he threw him is, delirium is the disease of the night. And that's just like a, a great little like kind of horror movie line where it's just yeah. like, well, the sun's going down and you may not be suffering now, but delirium is the disease of the night. Hmm. And then obviously, yeah. you know, night falls and then he goes, ah, oh, I'm get the hell out of here. This yeah. is ridiculous. Is really I would not,
2: I, don't play, I didn't blame him for that for a second. No. I'd be out of there as well. Yep.
0: You know, like- yeah, so he gives the old escape from Bellevue. And now we're going to get the scene of him in his apartment, the bat and the rat. So the rat (laughs) crawling out of the wall, the bat flying around. This is this is just like the moment of the movie where I'm watching. I'm like, all right, what now? Now what? What the fuck am I watching? This is when it ages. This ages. Uh, This ages it. You know what though? I don't agree. Okay. I, I know what you're saying. Practically, let me
1: try to pick up on what you don't agree with. His acting is awesome. It's it's great. The screaming gets a little bit much. Like you could have edited 5 um, seconds out of it. But uh, that's about it. Okay. The, the the idea of the scene works. But watching that bat flap around on
0: a string nowadays does not work. Right. Yeah, I mean for that I was able an age. I was able great. I was able to suspend it for 1940. The nineteen forties. I was able to, I, I to understand you, where I where was too. at. Again, like, we're nitpicking. All right, yeah, no, it's it, yeah, it's and it's definitely nitpick, it hasn't, yeah. But my I, nitpick okay.
2: stands. He would not. This would not be happening to him. No, I, it, in it, a weekend.
0: We got, the, we it'd got be, that. It'd be like ten to two,
1: ten days to two weeks after not drinking. That's right. Right. You know, not blackout drunk one night.
0: That being said. We're when whenever you were wondering where he's gonna reach rock bottom. Rock bottom is when the rat comes out of a wall and then a bat flies in and, and starts eating it alive. Oh, and blood starts seeping listen, down the wall. If that's, that's like, happening, we got problems. Like, and and I, I gotta say this too, Artie. Like visual effects, practically that hasn't aged great. And what we but I mean, how many times have we watched a movie in 2017? Where it's all CGI'd out, and you get a CGI bat floating around, and a CGI rat, and it's just like, dude, this is, this sucks. Like, uh,
1: that's fine, and that's why i was saying it was just visually, it didn't stand the test of time, but I yeah. get what they're going for. like, yeah. And it's powerful, I like, him it seeing this awful yeah. imagery, especially for an audience back then, it's,
0: like, hard. That's hard. Yeah, I was just waiting for the pangling to come in with, yeah, with the with rat the and, the, and, and, the and the bat. So it was screaming, already. you thought the screaming was... was was too much. It got it was, to be a little howly. Like, you know, like, I mean... Yeah, I, thought, I thought it was, that was like, chill. That, like, that
2: was I, the I, acting style of the time, so I'll kind but of... He, again, I can suspend it. Worked for the, for the, know, it worked for me. But the acting
1: style of the time didn't show through this movie. This movie okay. had very, like... So can I put Ver, another... Very, that's concise, very good point. Concise, concise, deliberate acting. And, and then in this scene, it's like terrible special effects and him howling like an animal. But you
0: know what? It didn't take away from the overall movie because... It, it's, that's all they could do at the time okay, and so, I will say too though if, if we're going to be talking this whole time about how cutting edge and this movie has stood the test of time we can't ignore the little moments that maybe okay, happened it worked for me but go go.
2: okay Karen I know you've seen this movie I don't know if you have I would assume you have uh, spotting. there's a scene where he's the, the character uh, Ren is going through withdrawal and he sees a baby climbing on the ceiling I think I already shut it off by then. If you have, I if shut it off if the baby episode. died. Yeah. Well, okay. Spoiler alert!
1: It's already been spoiled in previous episodes.
2: Okay. So there's a scene. If you listen to the, the, baby... the podcast, you know that <laughs> I, <don't> know <laughs> I wasn't in it, so I do not know. Iron award. Um, so the baby is climbing towards him on the ceiling. It does not look like a real baby at all, and he's screaming his head off. It. It's not that much different. Like did. Do, do, does that take you out of it, or are you fully en- engrossed in the movie at that point?
1: Um,
0: you know, I don't know. Train spotting a little before CGI was great too. Yeah, nineties is. Yeah. I like the practical nineties effects personally. Like I think it was a little there's, before there's CGI. A was it doesn't good.
2: look great though. If you if you right,
0: so to, it probably would. Well, I'm, I'm not going to watch that. It's
2: but. horrifying. Don't. I, no, I'm done with that movie. I I, I love I love that movie, but I'm not
0: recommending it to anybody, especially if it's if they're of sensitive nature. I'll say too though, when it's not actually happening and it's the delusions of someone, bad special effects are kind of written in as acceptable. You know, because yeah. it's like, oh, okay, it doesn't it's not really even real look anywhere. like, it doesn't even... really look like it, but yeah, it's not real, well, so it looks like whatever you it's see. It's not real for the character, either, yeah. if you think about so, that. Yeah, so kind of whatever they see, they see. So whatever.
2: whatever. Normally, I
1: would be okay with that, but a bat on a string, like, yeah, when they first show the I mean, bat in the window, it's literally like this. Like a guy holding a string, yeah. shaking it, and the bath just like flapping. Okay, I mean, I guess fair. we got to be fair across the board. That's we got it. We're talking about the rest the, of the movie's very ahead of its time, and yeah. then when we're talking about the
0: top dogs, that's that's fine. It works. You know what? For me. The mouse is real. The scene worked for me. The screaming worked for me, just because it was kind of this is now highlighted. We've always wondered while you're watching me when's rock bottom happening. To me, this is it like this is it for him like, yeah. like this is I'm literally in the center of a horror scene there's Seeing a that eating a rat there's blood on the walls And like I, this, I'm out now I'm yeah, done yeah. Like and yeah Helen comes in and just like calms him or whatever and, and then sleeps over then he goes off pawns the wait he wakes wait 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 let's not gloss over this she calms him puts him to bed takes
1: care of him he wakes up he steals her jacket and runs out the <laughs> oh, door know, what a again, like what not, a
0: loser not just her jacket the jacket that is the only reason that they met in the in first, first place—it place. Has, it has no value to him now, other than and
1: what then we I, think I, I is. I
0: love too when she confronts him, and she's like, y- "You had to take the jacket," and he's like, "Oh, what? Oh, oh, because c- it's the the sentimental tie-ins. Is that what you're going to call that?" She's like. Yeah, but, like, I've already given up on the sentimentality of this. Like, like, yes, that's a little bit of salt in the wound, but, like, I gave up years ago with this. Like, now I'm just trying to make the... She's like, now it's cold and rainy and I don't have a jacket. (laughs) The moments where this movie hits the nail on the head and it's like, oh, okay, he's taking the jacket. Like, even there's commentary within the actors kind of like, yeah, okay, I get the sentimentality. But now at this point, I'm just, like... I'm just trying to I'm just trying to keep you alive here. Yeah, right. Like I'm just, That's, you know, like it I re, Billy Wilder's awesome, yeah. man. He's yeah. awesome. He
1: comes through in his in his screenplay, he comes through in his directorial. He really does. Uh, you know,
0: so much. He's good, man. There's so much intellect and there's so much heart behind the script. Yeah. And and it's, it's not great. just a yeah. movie. And
2: honesty and realism. Yeah. Like, yeah. Which I, I get Very it, thoughtful the time, movie. Very I thoughtful. Don't, I just don't think in nineteen forty five that it's uh, I feel like that's a rare commodity.
0: We're yeah. talking about a movie that came out seventy five. What do you mean
2: What's a rare ago? commodity? Being that truthful and honest. Yeah. And like, oh yeah. And being oh, and showing yeah. that realism.
1: I, the thing that helped him I think is is troops coming home from World War II and having PTSD. Yeah. I really, and then Prohibition yeah, ended, what, four years thing. earlier, yeah. three years right, earlier? Right, right, right.
0: Like, this is all alcohol is a very relevant topic. Sure. I, I think that when you're a visionary and you have a vision... You can make it work. And there's just – it's an industry where not everyone is able to do that. And this right. is someone who is. We're, we're talking about a movie that was, was made 75 years ago. 75 years ago. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like it's and, really well done and we have for that. so much insight into
2: what addiction is and what uh, – just like the therapeutic aspects
0: of it the, with the family dynamics that go into it. Yeah, and, and this none of that was a known thing then. Like, and Chris, among the guys, the guys who do this podcast with us, like you are like the guy who's like, I can't watch these old movies. I just can't do it. It's tough. And, you know, this is one that you're, you know, even though, even though maybe, you know, it didn't fly through this, you in one sitting, you know, you have a lot to say about I it. it. I wasn't,
2: I wasn't like mesmerized by every detail. I was shocked by how much they got right. You know.
1: One of one of the things that that I love about this movie that I love about a lot of movies that I wouldn't expect to be some of my favorite movies like Slum like Slumdog Millionaire, when I get the feels like Rain Man, when I get the feels like I feel every character, that's a whole separate skill than making a graphically beautiful movie or an epic or a, you know just a something super dialogue driven. When I get the feels and that dominates the movie, that's just as much. It's yeah. just as it's just as important. And that's why I love Rain Man. Like yeah. that movie has not a lot going on, but it's I get the feels and I don't lose them. And I, they
0: build, and this movie, I get the feels. And I, I don't uh, think are, it. I don't think it matters whether the movie came out in for, 1940, no, or 1970, effective. or 2009, or 2020. If it, if if you're able to get that across, you can get it. And I get wow. it from this movie. I will say this.
2: As as much as I love you, the using the word the feels so much. Is pretty ridiculous. I took it from <laughs> ridiculous. It don't come natch. <laughs> well, I took it from Kier.
1: <laughs> Kieran's big on saying the feels. Yeah, I get the yeah. That's I He's guess big on saying the, yeah. when a movie is old. Like we haven't gotten to it yet, but Bridge on the River Kwai.
2: That I enjoyed that one. A lot, and it's an old movie. I, I enjoyed it, yeah.
1: You see, first of all, you immediately see, like, four or five modern directors who were heavily influenced by that. Yeah. And dialogue-wise. in
2: the game a lot. When I can see, oh, I see where this came from, you know, yeah, that, that keeps me in it.
1: Right. Sure. So one of the things with that movie is I get feels, but not, like, not emotional feels like Rain Man or, or Lost Weekend, but... Right complicated emotions that you feel while you're watching the movie and you
0: care about these characters because it's well written and that's here for sure and that's That's here here for sure sure. that's they this has that all right so at the the conclusion of this movie here i mean we have the 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 chicanery with the gun and the the attempted suicide and you know he writes the note i mean there's nothing darker than a a suicide note that's sarcastic you know (laughs) geez even in your last moment you were sarcastic you know Maybe throw a few laughs in at the wake, you know? Like, geez, yeah. good God! I think the idea is just not to don't make a big
2: deal out of it. Just you know, do this, do this, make a joke, and then call it a day. Yeah,
0: he didn't value his own life. She comes in at the right time and and talks him down. I mean, we
2: talks him down. She's she's like, "You want a drink? Okay, as yeah, much she'll as you drink want. too. Yeah, so well, uh, I think see. she's trying at that moment. She's just trying to do anything to get him to like. She she says live another minute. She says, know, like, "I'd
0: rather you drunk than dead. Yeah." yeah. Yeah, and we haven't done a whole lot of talking about her. What do you? What are your thoughts on uh, Jane Wyman here in this one? Uh, I think she didn't have a lot to work with. Uh, I thought she was a great character. I thought she was a great character. She's too. Okay, but I thought she was a great okay. character. I do she agree with the you. purpose. I do agree with you, Chris, is saying there wasn't like a ton to work with. She didn't have a moment the, that you're like, "Wow." The, the script didn't you know. give her a a whole lot. No, to play off of. The, Not that we know gave of. Her some, I don't gave know. Her some. I don't.
2: Well, I don't know what they worked with. What they edited out. I don't. I don't know. But from what I see on screen, she didn't have a whole lot to, to work with. You know, like she did her. It was she was she a, did her job. She did her job. It was fine.
1: I know? seem. I, it feels like they really wanted it to be like you're focused on his feelings and how he feels, and everyone else is kind of coming into his world
0: yeah. as a character. Yeah. I kind of thought and, Doris and Dowling
2: thought she, was a better actress, Gloria. Gloria was a better actress than, than, um, her character yeah, packed a bunch. Uh, no, yeah. uh,
0: about, about the Wyman character. I kind of liked how she wasn't this like sanctimonious, powerful figure who was like, this is how you need to be. Like they portrayed a good amount of weakness in her character too. I think that this movie doesn't work. If Don is the weak one and Helen is the preachy one. Helen's not preachy in this. Yeah. She's, no. She's there's she's desperate. She's, she she's she kind desperate of too. actually cares about him and like
2: is not judgmental just doesn't want him to die.
1: She's right? the only one, one who goes a doctor can tell you what's wrong with you. Like, you're sick. This is We're dealing with a sickness. Like, she has that mentality the Wait, whole which, movie.
2: Which is probably, in 1945, not the common uh, uh, reaction from a family member or a loved one. Doctors we'll,
1: have that view. That's it. That they, that's and that's it. an
2: illness. They'd be like, right. get your shit together. A handful of doctors have
1: that view. A handful of doctors disagree with that view. Yeah.
2: So that's a pretty revolutionary yeah. uh, way she, that this character's going about it. I,
1: <laughs> I feel like every character had purpose in this. Like, the bartender was a moral compass. She yeah. was I'm I'm dealing with is an alcoholic a as a disease, right? But which right. is in
2: 1945? She even that's says. Crazy.
1: she even says to the brother she goes would you leave him if he was had a yeah. heart problem and he had an attack? I feel like that's Would you leave him? That's a way
2: of ahead. Way ahead yeah. of it. The time. social the social consciousness, right? That's and where I the, think the, dude, like really love Wilder's
0: the man, dude. Love also like it's often portrayed as this like this destination of strength and all that. Like, it also can be a weakness. This movie highlights how it's a weakness in her. Now, maybe in a social structure things, like, for instance, the old woman goes, you'd be better off if you just left him and just left him alone. I mean,
2: multiple characters say that. And and and, and they're not wrong. We
0: (laughs) don't know. It doesn't, this movie doesn't, like have the dizzy woo, doo, 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 right. doo, at the end saying love prevailed it's like no. yeah but no love may not prevail so, like one of
1: the one of the things i thought was really cool too but billy wilder does is the the woman who lives downstairs goes i knew about him from the first time mm-hmm. he moved in i heard the bottles rattling yep like she just knew he drank yep. like he yep. drank the, the, too the busybody landlord. Busy
2: body, the busybody landlord oh my yep. god i've had that shit too it's like don't worry about the sounds that come up there. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm Mind your own, bottle, I'm like, so your own. This is
0: a good time as She's we're like,
2: talking. why do I hear a sawzall? I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> calm down. Don't worry about the sawzall. It's
0: fine. <laughs> <laughs> this is a this is a good time since we're talking Jane Wyman. We have a, a, our question from Catherine Short. Oh, I it's, love that. It's time. And uh, Catherine Short wrote, Jane Wyman had her breakthrough role in this film. What did you think of her performance? If you've seen any of her other work, what do you think of her as an actress? So, Artie, we'll sum up her performance, but Artie, you have not seen any of her other work. No, uh, Chris, you mentioned her her later soap operas. That, that yeah, you saw. I mean,
2: listen, I'm not a, a Jane Wyman expert, but yeah. I just I remember her from her high la, school, her later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember from her, her from you being
0: an idiot, right. and also
2: no, I remember her from from later, like early on in my life, but later in her career.
0: Yeah, you know. I I kind of perused her her filmography, and I mean, the only one that I mean. The Glass Menagerie. I think I saw that in high school. You know, high school English. Wait, class. she's in that. Yeah, so she's the main character in that. She so We probably a, saw that in, in English class. I remember in loving that. Movie. Yeah, it was it was it was good. She I mean, but again, a, it was high school, so I don't. She was in an
2: alarming amount of movies in a short period of time. In 1944, yeah. she was in like 20 movies. Like she, oh wow, she was prolific.
0: Yeah, but as far as her performance goes in this, I think that she fits. I think she fits into what's going yeah. on here. I think she does yeah. a nice job. Yeah. I don't think
2: she's given a lot to work
0: with. You could have done worse. How how could you have done better? Well, I would say in in how it could have been better is is that the role was offered to Catherine Hepburn and she turned it down because she was filming and I just wonder if Catherine Hepburn takes this, does it win the Big Five? See, I've never seen the Catherine Hepburn movie so I don't don't, don't know about her skills. and, And that's fair but just as someone who's won the most Oscars out of anyone, it's like, would she have won one in this and then does this win the Big Five and then is it in conversation with... Science of the Lambs, cuckoo's Nest, and it happened one night. And on then the does that FI. project this movie into now this otherworldly thing where it wins the big fight? And, and and
2: does and does she give it so much more gravitas that they, they the character is is get made bigger? You know, a lot of times that right. happens. Yeah, you know, small and character that, is made bigger in a movie because the actor right really brings blows it out. It, yeah. you know, like I, that could have happened. I don't could know. Have, you're right. And
0: does that take away from this 1940s quote unquote? indie style of this movie yeah. maybe that maybe it might makes have. it too that's, big of a production that's a have. valid
2: question that I think only Kathy Short can answer yeah, she, but, and, she probably knows way know, more about this stuff than we do you we'll know what it probably up, would either.
1: have you don't want a have Byrne it might have interfered she'd have been the lead essentially you know the title, top built. the top build. the right. top built. yeah. Right, it was like casting Julie Andrews in that role. Like, you don't want that. You don't want yeah. them to overshadow the main character.
0: It's true. But it is interesting to think if this movie was one of the few ones to win the main five, because, I mean, it won four and it yeah. wasn't even nominated it for didn't, the fifth.
2: It, yeah, right, right.
0: Because it didn't have the actress. and She's then, not you, in it a lot. Do you, she probably would have been a supporting actress. It's right. right. She it probably, didn't win
2: the big five, though.
0: It, it won four just of actress. the big five. It, it wasn't nominated, it wasn't for, nominated best for, for Best Actress.
2: What about the screenplay? It was Won that. One screenplay. adapted screenplay. And, but he didn't win um, score. That's not one of the big That's five. That's not one of the big five. No.
1: Oh, boy. A, screen, a score has a lot of technicalities. Like, if you've ever played a riff or something that you've played in a previous song, like, um, I forget his name, I think it's Johnny Greenwood, the guy from Radiohead who did uh, There Will Be Blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he used like, half of one song in it something wasn't previously. So the entire score, which was original, except for that, oh, like, 30 seconds okay. of something he'd Correct. already used in another sure. something. It didn't qualify. It,
0: not an original score. But that's kind of what Grant was queuing in last year's which which was Halloween. As, like, was there a technical? Because there will that, be blood. Should have won. They, what were your guys' reactions to the end of this movie? We're in the middle of the circle,
1: the entire movie. And at the end of this movie, he goes, I'm going to work on my novel. And I'm going to do it. And I'm going to get straight. And we've heard this before. And I feel like his brother at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, cool. We've I've heard this. this I've seen this. Yeah. You're not going to show us him succeeding. You're not going to show us, a, you know, an ending like, oh, he lived happily ever after. I'm not going to believe that happened. I'm going to believe that probably like a 90-10 chance that he relapses. I don't feel the happiness at the end. I feel like it could go either way, and we don't
2: see. Okay, I, I look at it a little differently. I mean, Liz whether or not he writes the next great novel is is up for debate. I mean, I can't, I can't. Or finishes possibly, any novel. I can't possibly know that, but I think that this the symbolism of him taking the cigarette. You know, he looks at the drink. I mean, I actually thought he was gonna almost gonna going down, down, just down it, down it. Yeah, you know, it looked like he was gonna <laughs> down it, and he takes a cigarette and he drops it in. I think that's symbolic for like, okay, I'm. I'm done with this. Piercing now. the circle. So now here's the yeah, other right, thing.
1: Right, right. Um, you have you ever known anyone who's a raging alcoholic who's gone on a bender? a few. So the day after the bender's over, they kinda don't want to drink that's for true. a day or two. Fair enough.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, Give listen, it eight to ten days. Okay, like okay. at the
1: the beginning of the movie picks up, he said he hasn't drank for ten days. And all he can think about is a bottle outside okay. the window. So now we're at the end of the movie, which is a circle themed. We're back at the
0: beginning.
2: Shh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He's not into So, it.
0: I've put a ton of thought into this and and did no Googling or searching or like, I really just wanted to sit with this after reading the book and watching the movie and really taking this in. And when I first saw this movie seven or eight years ago, whenever it was, and took it in as it was, face value, all right, cool, happy ending, this and that, a little while after I heard that the book doesn't end so happy, and I was like, oh, interesting. Watched it again, I'm like, oh wow, they don't really hammer home a happy ending in this. That's interesting. And this is like a movie that I've that seen a bunch. I mean, I've seen this movie a lot after reading the book. And so essentially the way the book ends is Helen swoops in, helps him out. You know, they, 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 they get the gun out of the, the picture and all that. He ends the movie taking a bottle. He has two bottles left. And he ties the bottle to a rope and he hangs it out the window. Uh, and the book. In ends the book. the book, okay. That's how the book ends. Ties the bottle, hangs it out the window, takes a drink, lays in bed, and I think that the final line of the book is, you know, after all that, here I am safe in bed, what were they so worried about? And that was that's oh. the end of the book. Okay. The movie starts with the bottle hanging out the window. And then the last shot of the movie is is him remembering the bottle hanging out the window. And in both those shots, the curtains are half hanging down, the string hanging on the curtains has a circle at the end of the line, oh. and the circle covers his face, both in the beginning shot oh, wow. and the end shot. Fucking Billy Wild Genius. Genius. So he ends the book, he he starts the movie as the book ends, because that the, the bottle hanging out the window isn't in the beginning of the book, it's in the end of the book starts the movie how the book ends and then shows that symbolism at the end of the book and shows that the cycle never ends. Right. And there is a quote from Helen too, where you know he goes, I can't write the book, I can't write the book. And she goes, you couldn't write the beginning because you didn't know oh, the yeah. ending, which plays off of his scene as saying that there is, the circle has yeah. no beginning or ending. It's right. perfect geometric structure. This is a never ending cycle and sure. that's the point. And, and the final line of the movie is that I don't have it word for word. But it's how many people out there in the city are waiting for their next binge, or how many? So it's it is which is
1: an what... homage to Billy Wilder making this movie and putting it mm-hmm. out there. Yep. And how many? How many? Seventy five years later. How here many we are. troops home mm-hmm. now with PTSD dealing with it with alcohol are watching this movie that need to hear your story? because that's when see, this came out, I
2: see something hopeful in that too. That like you're saying, it's it's circular. Like it's a constant struggle. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean they're falling for the, they're falling into the struggle. It just Correct. means that they're constantly dealing with it. It's yes. never going to end. And, and I think I, and, and, and I know people that are in recovery that are all they will say they're always an alcoholic. The point is, those, is that those, I,
0: that is the thing is that is is that. And again, I don't have any personal experience with AA or, or really don't know anyone personally. But the I think the, what the what you know from it is is. That when you accept that you are always an addict and that yeah. you never stop being an addict, yeah. you're part of the circle. That's, That's right. when you can conquer. No it.
1: one ever yeah. says they're recovered; they're always no. recovering.
0: Yeah, they're always in recovery. Always in Forty years, they're
2: in recovery. They're still an alcohol. My, my, my. Uh, so uh, I'll divulge a little bit. My grandfather was a, a severe alcoholic early on. I didn't know him as that. I knew him as a, a nice old man, but at some point he was a drinker. And when he stopped, he he always said till the day he died, like you know, I'm an al- I am an alcoholic even though he had not yeah. had a drink in 30 years you right. know like he was still an alcoholic right. and i think that's the that's the point is that it never ends for them for right. people that mm-hmm. suffer from that you know?
1: i just got the vibe at the end of this movie that it was an unhappy ending they're not telling
0: yeah and and maybe in 1940 there's a hand eye where they couldn't you know you couldn't necessarily don't re- end, the end the movie, the movie bad with it. But he did a nice sleight of hand yeah. In, in, yeah. in picking the message. Yeah. And, and, I, and I've always said I like clues... movies
1: that end with without happy endings. I've uh, always listen, said that on this podcast. I, think like, this, I love that. I think
2: this ending... There's clues for it. I think this ending is something that... It's what you want it to be. And for mm-hmm. me, I wanted it to be uh, an uplifting ending. And it it's was. A, it's a the Nolan ending. For you, ending. it was it felt differently. Yeah.
0: It's a Nolan ending. And I also don't like movies that purposely end bad. I think I like the... I like the movies endings. that don't necessarily end happy, don't necessarily end upset, but you can pick that. You can pick that direction. Sometimes you, an you ambiguous
2: it. ending is is the best ending. So, you, you interpret it. Choose your own adventure.
1: You recently yeah. saw Jeepers Creepers. I did. <laughs> um, <laughs> just to touch on this, the ending, quote unquote, not a happy ending, but the bad guy has a character arc that kind of works with the bad ending to make it a acceptable ending not like this morbid i feel terrible i'm never going to watch this movie yeah again. no ending
0: no it was a smart yeah it was it was a very hitchcockian
1: ending hitchcockian is yeah, yeah. a good yeah. way to put it and that's I, this movie had a little it's, hitchcockiness
0: and it's it's, <laughs> it's rivaling hitchcock at the best picture awards which we'll get to it's, but okay so we're at the time of the awards now here we are the bpc awards we do this at the end of every episode but before we get there we're adding our new segment where you just listen to us talk about The Lost Weekend ad nauseum here. And I personally feel it's one of our best conversations we've had of any movie we've covered so far. I really enjoyed it. We're going to each pick a movie that we would recommend if we think that you liked The Lost Weekend, you appreciate The Lost Weekend. This is a movie that we would steer you in the direction of next. Uh, Artie, you're gonna go first because you're gonna pick a movie that we've kind of already discussed a little bit here. Yeah, you should see Flight. If you like this movie,
1: you should see Flight. And if you like Flight, you should see this movie. Um I think that goes for all three of
2: us. I mean, that's a that's a terrific movie. Yeah, I remember t- for this.
1: For like this listen, we know it's 2020 and we're watching a 1945 movie. This movie really doesn't feel like a 1945 movie in many aspects. You it if you like Flight or Leaving Las Vegas or any of those movies,
0: you'll like this movie. Yeah, and I think that there's just it just needs to be said is that there's something very Intellectually impactful about the idea that something like addiction in 1945 carried out to 2020 and it being almost like to a, to a T exactly the same is just it's, – it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. It's a fascinating thing. It shows thing that someone, how
2: things just don't – necessarily don't change. You know? Billy Wilder had amazing foresight.
1: Yeah. Amazing foresight and directorial but, skill. and
2: That's true, but also I think just the nature of – of addiction doesn't change no it's, it's a disease insane. we talked a lot about flight already but it's it's highly recommended a great a choice great movie, a great man. choice i you love like it. this
0: one so much. uh chris you were excited about yours from the start here i so, am
2: yeah. i am and this one so i had a list <laughs> this is kind of weird i had a list yeah i knew i know i knew what this movie was about so i had a list already of thing of movies that i love that are about that that thing and I didn't use any of them. I did not use one of the ones that I had on my list. Flight was on my list. When a man loves a woman, Leaving Las Vegas were all on my list. One that wasn't on my list until I watched the movie, and that's going to be my recommendation, is Scent of a Woman. Um, it's an, I found myself thinking about that movie constantly throughout this movie. Interesting. It has a lot of parallels. If you, I mean, A lot of people have seen that, that movie, but if you haven't seen it, the long story short is that it's it's a movie about a uh ex-military ends up being blind becomes an alcoholic and is his family hires this college kid to to kind of take care of him while they're away and they end up going on this kind of new york city adventure but it's very similar uh the guy in the movie al pacino's character he's blind he's an alcoholic he chris, take, o- chris o'donnell's
1: the college chris the college.
2: o'donnell's the college student and they, they go on this New York City adventure. It's basically Al Pacino's le- things he he wants to do before he ends himself. <clears throat> he drinks a lot and he has a plan on on ending it all. It's very similar. has a lot of parallels. Yeah. And somebody that cares about him ends up kind of convincing him, you know, maybe that there's reasons to live. I've you know? seen
1: Scent of a Woman. I love it. It, it's, a, it's a fucking masterpiece. It's oddly,
2: it's oddly similar to this movie.
1: It's And it's oddly similar to Rain Man. It just feels. Like, you get feels. Yeah. Like, the characters and the story and their it, it, it's, their it's, situation is what you respond to more so than, like, it's not visually anything crazy stimulating. No. There's not crazy characters in it or anything. It's just a basic human story. But you feel it. It's you about really him. feel it's it. It's about
2: him, a, a person that has given up and has decided this is the way I want to go. And somebody cares enough about him to, to, to maybe convince him otherwise. Yeah, In right? and,
0: and, and many ways, the uh, inverse storyline of The Leaving Las Vegas, where it's like someone who just agrees to accept that person for what they are and let them die. Versus someone who convinces right. them to live.
1: Chris right. O'Donnell's the anti Elizabeth Shue.
2: Basic, basically, yeah.
0: Basically. I
1: mean, you fundamentally.
2: Yeah. I mean, Artie, you might want to watch that movie before you make that that I don't call. Know the Elizabeth Shue is the a complicated. End. That's a complicated relationship. So I'd like yeah. to see that
0: movie now. It's, that it's really, yeah, but Sense
2: of uh, a Woman, I think if you like this movie, I think uh, cool. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, a, couldn't uh, stop thinking about this that uh, Sense of a Woman when I watched. Wow, this that's movie. that's interesting.
0: That's a Brendan B favorite. He loves. I mean, someone taking care of another. You know, yeah. Yeah, I have not seen *Son of Woman*. I'm saying it on the oh, airwaves. I haven't seen it. Oh, and I'll add it to the list. It's I'm recommending list. it to you. It's on, it. on the list, you'll love it's it. It's on the list. I'll add it. It's one of an Al Pacino one best of his actor. Best. That's his. That's his. Yeah. That's his one Academy his Award for me. So this one, I, I found a, I could go a couple different different angles with it. I, I do want to preface this one, and <laughs> I I think we should all avoid doing the honorable mentions with this whole thing. But I do think that there should be a little a preview of this one as... I want to throw another Billy Wilder movie out there for someone who has seen this and only this that if they want to check out another Billy Wilder movie, we're going to do The Apartment at, at some point. I highly recommend The Apartment. That's probably my next favorite Billy Wilder movie. But I would say for another movie to check out if you like Billy Wilder, I would say Some Like It Hot. It's very different. Jack Lemmon, Walter Matthau. A little later, you, right? You get later. it's a little later. You yeah. get the Marilyn Monroe. You get The Other Side of billy wilder the the comedic Comedic. the comedic side of him and and i think that that's a movie if if someone you know there's probably a lot of classic film people like of course we've all seen that but that's just a little the little preview to it as if you haven't seen a billy wilder check that one out.
1: jack lemon's also um full-blown raging alcoholic oh yeah he came out on Mm -hmm. um inside the actor studio and he goes yeah no i'm an alcoholic and he's like who you the character in this movie or you jack lemon he's like no, me Jack Lemon. I'm an alcoholic. I've been an alcoholic for like twenty years, and he came out on this inside the actor studio, and it's funny that Bill Billy Wilder worked with Jack Lemon back then
0: too. Oh, they were that's because like that's the that's Jack Lemon and Billy Wilder are the Marty Scorsese De Niro. Right? So, but my pick for the movie that I would that I would recommend with this thematically at least is, and I mentioned a little earlier Gerald's Game movie by our
2: boy Mike, Mike Flanagan. Flanagan. Yep. Yeah.
0: And also a Stephen King adaptation. And in the substance abuse movies that we didn't really talk about, we didn't mention The Shining. And if you haven't seen The Shining, obviously you should be seeing The Shining. So I will leave it at that. But the movie I'm going to recommend is Doctor Sleep. It's it's a sequel, a quote-unquote sequel to The Shining, and it is a supernatural movie and it you do not have to have seen The Shining to see it you can you can appreciate it without having seen the shining in reading that book there are some depictions of hangovers and alcohol addiction that are so palpable that it's just it's scary and king has such a way of of grasping details and and putting them out there to the to the eye and to the ear that is unlike any that's why he is who he is but this movie manages telling stories of addiction and putting it in a fictional story that I just find so incredible. Whereas The Shining is a little angry and a little dark, and maybe not accessible to everyone. I think Doctor Sleep really could pull anyone in who has who has been around someone who suffered from addiction before, but still wants to still wants to get that story. So you, it kind of pulls you into Narnia. But still tells the real life story with it, but uh, Chris you've seen uh, I saw and, you know? it
2: you recommended it to me I watched it I loved it i I think it's been underrated I think it, I, I don't know why it went below the radar I mean, we were both big 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 Mike Flanagan fans yeah uh, but it's fantastic I, I I agree with Karen it's definitely a
0: must watch so we are in the BPC Awards now we're going to start with MVP would anyone like to go first
2: I mine's gonna be I, I guess obvious. I, I don't, listen. I the awards were interesting. LVP. I had a hard time with. I think you already <laughs> used it. Too. Uh, yeah, really. I'll, hard time. I'll,
0: I'll go as far as say this is by far the hardest time Me I've ever too. had. With LVP. I yeah, really hard. Problem. Like, it's not, uh, really hard. It was really the hard.
2: hardest of all the movies we've done. This is there's not really. Uh, so I got a little creative. I'll but, also uh, my, say
0: too. I just uh, I think my runner up for MVP. Might be a better MVP than any of the other movies that we've done too. <laughs> but go on, go on. All
2: right, so my MVP is going to be kind of boring. Other things are going to be more interesting. Uh Ray Milland. I, I just think you can't do the movie without. Uh, I think he's great. I think you can't do the movie without him. He did it in a nuanced way. I just thought he was good. He was the right call. It was the right. And maybe that's a maybe that's a a, I, a, a play to the director, but uh, the supreme who cast supreme
0: performance. Yeah. And honestly, I think the best, best acting performance of any movie we've covered so far. That may be bold, you know. Oh, uh, I don't know about that. that, that, that that's bold. That's really That bold. may be bold, but it is, really my, bold. it is my opinion. I thought a little, lot about it today. It is my opinion.
2: I think he's just... There's something to be said for just the right guy. He's the right guy. Whether or not... And he crushed this. Whether or not he's the best actor of any movie we watch, it doesn't matter. Isn't, he was the right guy for this particular
0: part. Isn't it interesting, though, that when you're choosing a role... And everyone's telling you, don't choose that role. It's going to ruin your career. That's not that's not what you want to do. And you're given the role because it's opposite of what your career is. And it's the reason people are talking about you 70 years later. And right? you Isn't choose
1: that, it, and it's the only Oscar nomination and win you get. It's the career-defining role. You chose that like, role, and you went, you know what? I got nominated, and I won. Fuck it.
0: Yeah, I made the right choice. So we wouldn't be talking about him seventy. years later. He's my MVP, too. This. Artie throws him as MVP. How do you not pick him? It was hard. I, like,
1: obviously I wanted to pick someone not that I thought everyone else would pick. Mm-hmm. But you can't. Again,
2: this movie... You can't. He, that, this
1: movie's based around one person. That's right. And they have to be good for it to
0: work, and it works because he's good.
2: All right, so He's here, the most
0: valuable person right, in the movie. So before I get my MVP, which is not, is, isn't him... But, again, he's my runner-up, and it's I probably like his performance of this many, than many of the MVPs I've chosen already. We've talked about The Cuckoo's Nest, Nicholson. We've talked about Silence of the Lambs, Hopkins. I don't know. I think Milan is my favorite best actor role than what we've covered so far. Okay. You know, that's my choice right now. Those would be the two. I'm, I'm trying. I'm, I'm I'm racking my head out of, of another yeah, one that would yeah, be in yeah, that movie. Hopkins milk. for something. Lambs, those they are the three. That. Those they are the three. And my point is, is that That's I think it. that this should be in the conversation with those two movies and it happened one night in the major awards. It was up there for all the major awards. It just missed out on the actress. Yeah. So my MVP is Billy Wilder. I, I, he, I mean, this the vision here, The the fact that his most famous movies came after this, I think... Really should be attributed to this movie. He had Double Indemnity the year before this. This was his breakthrough. He was able to do Sunset Boulevard later and The Apartment later. But in all honesty, I think that this movie is so overlooked in the grand scheme of movie making. And we just talked about it throughout this whole thing. the The, the subtle moments of symbolism. I mean, there were there were little circle shots that I didn't even bring up. There's a, a time where he's. You know, where he's passed out, and in the window, the lampshade is turned upside down, pointed at him, showing a big circle in the window. Oh, There's wow. so many little symbols of it. Of Even just the, the liquor
1: bottle is in a circular light structure at the top of the ceiling.
0: Yep, yep. There's just, there are circles throughout this whole movie. He tells, and he tells you it right away, and it's not over the top. And and how many movies were like they they're like this yeah. is what we're trying to do. And they beat like, a theme into your head. Yeah, and this is a movie I've appreciated for a decade. And and until I really sat down and studied it, like that's when you really get into it. But great to call. Me, yeah, to yeah, he's, he's my MVP. He's he really my is the true MVP. I
1: mean, he made a vision into a movie of something that was very difficult to take and make into a movie, especially in that era. I also
2: think he shot scenes that would be replicated for like decades to come and yeah. kind of still are you know like uh, which is incredible
1: yeah he literally said
0: redick and don't mention <laughs> in <laughs> 1945 I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah but that being said I'm, I'm glad that you guys gave the respect to to milan because he deserves it yeah, those are, yeah. I, I, those are the two
2: those are the two that you really have. i to mean watch. how
0: many how much of the movie is a
1: camera on this guy's face yeah, and he's just, yeah, and it's just, and you he's know. just killing it. It's, that's what that's what Leo does now. The, I compare him to Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah. they put a camera on his face, and they go, okay, I'm out. Like, do, I mean, do your job. Leo does it in every single goddamn movie. <laughs> yeah,
2: but read that there, The difference is <laughs> Leo's. Yeah, Leo's, Leo's so.
0: Leo. So. Uh, LVP, already you go first, because you're very excited about your LVP. My LVP is the bat in the window.
1: <laughs> the bat flying around the oh, room. It's, fair it, it's You know what? If I'm watching this movie and I, I go, so. okay, this sucks. Takes you out of I'm it. just going to sit back and wait till it's over and go back to the movie. Yeah. And that's what I do. I sit back. But you know what? Then the bat bites the mouse, not a rat, the mouse, <laughs> in the wall. <sighs> that's just pathetic. Like, I, I get it. It doesn't age well. It's it's It's... That's the best they could do back then.
0: I think that's a smart LVP. Like I I got this I, is the I, worst I struggled. Shit ever. It's so I pathetic. struggled with LVP for this. That that I guess practically you probably found the other The worst part of the you movie. You probably it's found already, the LVP. Already, already, I, it hurts because I love that scene. I love the listen, emotionality the mouse, of the scene. the the
1: mouse climbing out the wall is good. The bat biting the mouse is good. The bat flying around the room and him screaming. Uh, I mean, I'm not arguing. Weird.
0: I'm not arguing with you. I think that, like, I I raked this thing for an LVP. You probably practically found it, Chris. Yes, yeah. I, I would agree
2: already, and I went a similar road because, like, the, as far as a- human actors go, <laughs> there's not a lot of uh, there's not really an LVP here. No, I, I, this is the first time I've ever experienced this in 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 one of these. It, it
0: is. This is the hardest LVP we've uh, ever. That's had. a credit to so Billy Wilder. I, I, I went yep.
2: to a similar thing as you did. I'll say alcohol treatment centers uh, are the newest, <laughs> the uh, not not a not a really great environment to be getting sober. Oh, I mean, like you think you're gonna get sober? I mean, no, you're gonna go home. I mean, you're gonna fail, Mister Mister Mister. What's his name? Bim Him. Mr. Bim is is not, does not have a good bedside manner at all. He's really fucking with him. Are you picking Bim as your LVP? No, 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 just just in general. The system, I mean, the system is not in in place for, for, uh, this isn't Passion's Malibu at all. (laughs) Like, this is a a scary place that I will want to leave immediately, you know? So I think that that is the LVP for sure, hundred percent. Did of you my, pick a
0: human? I did. I picked an. I picked. <laughs> I picked someone in the movie, and I. I is as, as a cop out pick. I'm picking a fringe person, as Chris said. As we do as someone who's been in the service industry bef- before. Okay. People, you treatment of bartenders is very important. <laughs> okay. And this. I'm so excited. What, fucking what? old guy who comes to meet. Fuck Gloria! That oh,
2: that's a and
0: and And swoops in and he's like, hey, uh, you uh, Gloria? Oh, no, uh, Gloria's sick. I'm not here. He orders a water at the bar, okay? And listen, bartenders are serving a lot of people. They're doing a lot of things, restaurants, serving food. You order a water, like, okay. or he, then determines that, that he's not going to hang out with Gloria. He's going home. Yeah. The bartender hands him in the water and he goes, It's not. <clears throat> Dude, if you're gonna order a water at a the bar, water. you drink the at least fucking placate me. Or placate throw, me.
2: Throw him a twenty-five. Yeah. Throw him a dollar. So just, something. You, you made me Back pour in the, the day, water. A dime
0: or whatever. Or you copper. made me pour the water, and you're gonna go, nah,
2: Okay, So, Kieran, that's a fucking great one. Yeah, that's major my problem. I have a major problem, uh, that guy, and, and, problem and with that guy. He pissed me off. It was
0: a it, all right. So it was a 1940s it, Tinder situation. So in 19, <laughs> in 1940s Tinder, okay. your family sets you up with oh. these people out of town, and he was coming, she was me. going to show him the town. I see. And oh, he came okay. in, and she saw that he was about a, a couple decades older yeah. than he she thought like, he was going to be. He looks like Nosferatu, almost. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. He's it's like the, it's like the, the judge, from Caddy sh- it's judge from Caddyshack. is the like, judge <laughs> <laughs> like, from Caddyshack. He does look like, he does uh, like the, the, monopoly the Monopoly guy. guy. Yeah, it's like, she goes, oh, no. And then she you know, swoops off. So, yeah. Oh. That's so there's, okay, So there's my LVP. Fucking, that's a great
2: one, Kieran. Really I channeled is.
0: my inner Joey on that one. I like who, that one. Who annoyed you the most in the movie? No. The Joey R. LVP Award. The there you That's the fucking answer. That's the answer. Yeah, that... You... you and Joey would have picked the same person. Joey would have been proud. Good. Joey's proud of me on that one. That was good. Participation Award. Who are we going with here? It's uh, the, the guy... You, you can't quite give him the big award. I, Chris I, is next. I love... I, I actually... Even
2: though I just criticized the treatment center... I loved Bim. Bim. I-, I thought Bim was hilarious. He was the- kind of the comic relief. He was just like fucking with him, like, "Oh, you're in my like kind of like you're in my world now, bitch." Like, yeah, this I- is I- it. Like, oh, your fingers hurt and your back's gonna hurt. He <laughs> just pulled landscaping duty. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He- I thought just that he was. He was funny. He was a nice Great. little.
0: He, t- he made the most of the screen time. He Absolutely, he really stood out there. Absolutely right.
2: Yeah. Artie, your
1: uh, uh, participation award. Tellin' St. James, the character. She was awesome. I thought she was awesome. If there was uh, something to give her, I would give it to her. She did a great yeah. job, I thought. Yeah, she, yeah, held
0: I the can... line. she held the line pretty good. So my participation award is Nat. And uh, I just thought I he... That was great. I thought he captained my favorite scenes <clears throat> in this movie. Like, he yeah. was just... He's yeah. in the driver's seat in my favorites. My favorite scenes in this movie are Burnham at the bar and just... Pontificating, and that's where he, he, he's he, Meland is 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 playing up that chipper. This is where I have my power. This is where I end. And you have Nat there, captaining the ship. And I just those are my favorite scenes in the movie. In rewatching it, he's you know the, he's the, the ultimate moral compass in the yeah. movie. Really, that's what he yeah. is. He, they wrote him and, in for that. And as far as like rewatchability with this movie goes, seems I had the hardest time watching. Where like him with the parents him with the coat, with, with her, like all those like kind of real emotional scenes. That, but him at the bar is just, it's just like, wow. Like there is a moment of possibility. There's a moment of him doing this, I'm gonna do that.
2: Kieran, what you just said really sprung something in my, something went, came loose in my head when, I, when you said that. As an audience member, the most comfortable you were was when Don was with Matt in the bar. Yeah. Just like Don, yeah. the most comfortable he ever is he's at, he's the, at bar. the bar yep. with the What yeah. that, that's amazing. That's fucking amazing. Dude, I'm like telling you, Bill, then, Billy that,
1: Wilder thought of all this. Yeah, like he's that good at Whether filmmaking. He did or
2: didn't he did? He whatever did. it did, he did worked. Like because I I now that you said that, I'm like, wow, you're right. The most comfortable parts of the movie are when he's in the, the safety of the bar. Yeah. He when that that hey, really resonates. everything's
0: gonna be good as long as you tell me you tell me when it's six o'clock. And then at six thirty, he goes, "Mr. Boynum, Mr. Boynum, it's six He goes, "Well, why didn't you tell me?" He's like, "I've been telling you for forty five minutes. Yeah, right. you know, like, I've been trying right. to tell you.
2: Like, Ooh. wow, that's yeah. really, yeah. Karen. You hit something yeah. really that that really hit me. Like, wow, he did what a great bunch of filmmaking that is. That that he made you us feel like like the character feels safe. Like,
1: the bar. He if Billy Wilder directed films today, we'd like him.
0: We'd like him. Yeah. yeah, Yep." Yeah. Yeah. Scene of the movie. Artie, what do you have for scene of the movie? When he sees the bottle in the uh, that's lamp a great one. Ooh, above the ceiling. That's a good one. Ooh,
1: That's the best scene in the movie. God, good choice. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good choice. As far
0: as, like, camera shots go, it's all it's well, hard to uh, beat Well, you that. know I'm all about that. Hard to beat that.
1: I'm cinematographically Great choice. Inclined. I'm going to try to beat it. That's my, that's my word I made up.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try to beat it right now. And we both went the same route as far as the... the, the Camera in the suit. We already talked about it earlier Mm -hmm. where he's walking down the street looking for pawn shops and he's walking towards the camera (sighs) and it just shows you he's
0: tired. He's, yeah, he's it's it's sick. it's, he's it's time. He's exhausted. It's time passing in reality and time not moving in his face. Like he yeah. like he's stuck in a moment and time is going it, by. Yeah, I realized like it, five minutes it it of the film.
1: Yeah. Like like it, it, it made me feel like it right. was an eternity. It made me feel
0: like it was forever. Right. Dude. And
2: yeah. I, and I looked at it. It's it's it's. a a minute scene and that's the most lasting shot Kieran's
1: right man Billy Wilder's the MVP of this So that again
2: like I said I have to say this again that he that this guy invented the character walking toward the camera in a daze as time passes right that's the that's literally what they call shots. shot that's the most lasting and they use it again so I mean just that's my favorite scene just because it made me feel like it was an eternity
0: another great answer I mean mine mine is is his Introduction of the bar with Nat, the circles on the bar just building up. That, that's building my close second And yeah. it's just to me, that's the theme of the movie yeah. right there. And and, yeah. and 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 Billy Wilder shows it you immediately. He he shows you his cards immediately, and he still that, wins, he still wins. That, <laughs> he still right. beats you in poker. Right. Like, and poker. He, I'm gonna, he I'm tells sorry. you what he has and he still beats I'm gonna you. swear God. right
2: now. That's a fucking great film shot. Like yeah. uh, like uh, it's amazing. If it's it all really time is, it'll never leave your brain it'll you, it, never it, it, leave your if brain martin scorsese or tarantino use that nope. today it, yeah. you would be like yeah that's mm-hmm. an awesome scene like he's counting the time with the rings on the table i mean that's that's that okay. could play in 2020 no problem it's that's the thing when he sent me this movie
1: like 10-12 yeah, years, yeah, years ago whatever was, yeah. yeah he's like watch this movie I watched it and I went this feels like it came out recently Yeah, like the acting the script the dialogue the, it's, the it's cinematography that, that, sorry, sorry here, that, the that scene
2: of, of the rings building up is nuts. akin to Tarantino doing uh, in Hateful Eight where the snow is like over the course of the movie, the snow is like building up Ugh. on things outside. Yes. And you see the passing of time based on that. It, it They're still using that
0: trick. Yeah. What a great trick. Okay, so next we have the time machine <clears throat> recast. So you can take any actor at any point in their career, you insert them in this movie, you put them in the time machine, you insert them into this movie. They could had been around in '45 and realistically, casted they could have be a, a a breakout guy in 2020 that you want to throw back into the '40s. Artie, you're really super excited. You want to go first here? Yeah, you you know the Kochak guy. The coach We have guy.
1: regulations. There okay. must okay. be okay. regulations. Okay. okay. I replaced him with the guy from Vegas Vacation who goes changing five hundred. <laughs> Changing ten thousand. That guy. He's also in house arrest. I think he's a, chained in the basement as like a parent.
0: Wallace Shawn. The, the Wallace from, Shawn from Princess Bride fame. Yeah. From Princess Bride fame. The in, in it's yeah. Inconceivable. It's so inconceivable. He's gonna be the he, coach. He's guy? the coach. I actually guy love that. I actually love. Who's that.
2: like? Yeah. We have regulations. I have. I went off the cuff. What about Don Rickles in that role?
0: Yeah, that works too. Don that Rickles. Works
2: okay, my recast. I went to uh, Artie's is way more fun than mine was. But I, I wanted to go r- kind of realistic where this could maybe actually happen. And I was thinking about a lot. This movie made me think about Mad Men a lot, which I'm a huge fan of. Okay, and, interesting. And John Hamm, which I who I love, but I'm not recasting John Hamm in this role. Damn it. Okay. Uh, although he, I mean, obviously we
0: know he could do it. Exactly. <laughs> I mean John Hamm, if if this movie were remade, which I don't think it should ever be remade, but like he would be the guy. I that's a good yeah. choice. And I mean, what's
2: more realistic? I, our MVP Don you Know, I my MVP, Don
0: recasting the MVP, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brendan, Brendan, <laughs> Brendan, be alert! Listen,
2: Brendan,
1: oh, be alert! I said, we are recasting oh. our MVP. <laughs> oh for no, Google's. Uh, what are uh, you, violation. Okay, listen, please uh,
0: step away from uh, the vehicle. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, listen to my logic here, okay. I,
2: I think it's perfectly cast so i i really wouldn't recast anybody but if you're gonna ask me for something i'm gonna give you something so Good. i mean I, I i kept thinking of of uh i think a young gary cooper would have been kind of the john ham of that era and i think that might have been an interesting take on the don role not not to say that it would have been better i just i don't i don't think there could have been better i'm just saying that that's where I went, that's not bad.
0: Yeah, I mean, it yeah it looks that's like him. So exactly. so Gary Cooper was forty three at this time. Yeah, so he, he was lead. around that. Yeah, he that's could true. he could have realistically done it at that time. That's what right. that's we have, I went, all right, right. So mine is bizarre. Okay. I'll admit that. I'm I'm going. I'm I'm taking some leaps and bounds here. with This I'm recasting Bim. I loved Bim in this. Yeah, but I just kind of was imagining like today. How could you make that work? So I wanted it to kind of be a little surreal. And in doing that, I kind of picked a comedic actor to do a dramatic role. Done some dramatic roles before. And I just want to kind of have him slide in the movie and, and then the, the, the person watching him go, Wait, a minute, what, what's going on right here? Why is he here? All right, so I have Steve Carell in the role of Bim. <laughs> that's it's it's good, weird. That's good. I it's, can see that. It's weird. That's but, funny. It's but super him funny. just kind of just he's there. You're not sure if he's like fully real or not. Are you looking through the? We, are you looking can, through the eyes of the actor? Are You looking at the eyes of the audience? What's going can on we talk here? Talk about
2: what you What which you have yeah, mind? Yeah. So
0: I, I think that you get a little bit of the fox catcher dramatic, Corel okay. but also. You have the the shades of the comedic corral too, because because you're not really uh, there's an there's an unreliable uh, narrator a, to that. Do you that have a Michael scene. Scott corral? or uh, yeah? Well, because that's what that's what I'm envisioning. Him. So I think the point well, is well the the point is is that you you take him for what you know him as, but he's playing it serious. against it. He's playing yeah, against yeah, it. Yeah. So it, it's it's and, and and in a surreal scene, I think that might work. So it's it's not Foxcatcher.
2: C Pro. All I think about is the the nose man that really freaked me out. Like
0: yeah, it's very weird. It's very weird. So,
2: uh, but I get where you're. I get where you're coming from. I just yeah. could
0: Rob Zombie remake this movie. No. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I let me yes. say this. Lost Already, high, I'll let you go. Lost for Highway. It. Yes. Uh, Lost it's weekend, really, it's, no.
1: It's really not hard. It's dark subject matter. Uh, the characters are not redeemable. They are just characters. I think he can do it.
0: I think if he avoided his proclivity for violence. And just went into this zone. It could be his first serious movie. But I think it's. I think it only. It could be a real hot mess. I think it only
2: lends itself to, to a, a delirium tremens hour and a half of just shit. Yeah, can just you nonsense, just give yeah. Rob
1: a little credit? Like
0: he's good, man. Chris, you're right. You guys are right. I know. Man. Yeah, can we write a role for Robert Shaw here? Oh yes,
1: I have one. So you know, he always says he has someone, a voice talking in his head. Well he would have an imaginary friend that you could sing. And it'd be I, George yeah. Shaw. <laughs> is he, is he, the is,
2: whole movie. See the dude. devil the devil on the shoulder? Yep. you uh, Shaw. So you have, have to on on imaginary friend. Yep. That's good. Yep. I kinda went the same way in a weird way. Dude, okay, I kinda did it in a weird way. Okay. Uh, I think he would be a great bar fly. A guy sitting next to him at the bar. Yeah. Uh, he, you know back the in my sh- you know when i was in the war you know that that guy but you should do what you want you know he he's kind of he's the definitely the Josh Dude, Shaw. it was his second
1: Shaw. it was it's always Josh Shaw. it was the second thing i was thinking of is yeah. the guy sitting at the bar at the other He'd end be the
2: bar fly that he sees every time he walks into nats oh, and they have a com- conversation.
0: he enables him in every way he could i wouldn't hate him being the pawn shop owner yeah i gave him the gun he came in, he asked for the gun, I gave him the gun. It's his gun! It's his gun. If you ever try to run a pun shop, this is how it works. They come coming I got the. She's just it's like, great. all right, I gotta leave. I can't, it's I good. Can't so we do these one to five. One is being, this is not acceptable in any kind of award winning movie. <laughs> five is, this is a best picture winner. Where do you put it? We can start with performances. The performances throughout the movie, one to five already? Uh, f- Five.
2: Looking at it from a lot of perspectives, like the time. The acting style at the time, I th- I also agree. I think it's a f- for the time time it's period. Five. It's a five. Yeah, it's no one's
0: five. no one's lagging in this. No one's lagging in this. Listen, Everybody comes it's to ahead me. of its time.
2: I think acting has changed a lot, but for 1945, the acting is unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, un like, yeah. on, on
1: it, yeah. Yeah. unbelievable. I I put this Quality on I think
2: into to like, you know, Twelve Angry Men and and, and s- mm. some of these movies that are like the acting is so far beyond what the time period is that, that it's enjoyable to watch. And this is one of them. How the
0: movie shot.
2: Again, same thing. Five. Five? five. I, I give it a five.
0: I'm a five too. So I'm five, five, five across the board yeah. here so far. And finally, the story and how it's told, how it's delivered. Five.
2: All right. I'm not going to go that high. It wow. is. It keeping is. us it out is. of our perfect it score. Is. I am. I, I, I think that, you know. You have one... issues
0: with the withdrawal segment of it.
2: I have yeah, I have issues. Well, yeah, they crammed they, it. They crammed it into the the weekend. Yeah, they crammed it into the weekend. Right. I also think that Helen's uh, ability to stay with him for all these all this time would be is probably unlikely. At some have point, have not seen Zeta that? Someone's going to cut bait and run. You know, like that. There are things about it that that probably aren't realistic. The brother, the brother was pretty realistic actually. Where he's like, yeah. we've been through this before. I'm, I, you know, I'm out after this. So
0: you're going what number? One to five?
2: I think like. Three. I'm gonna say 3.5. Ooh. Three. Doesn't 5. even
0: give it the four. Okay. Cool. No,
2: I, I think that. Listen, I think it's a victim of its time, so I'm not. I'm not gonna criticize it for it, but it could have been done better.
0: I'm giving it a five. The adaptation of the source material into what it was is beyond supreme to me. In a, in, a, in a one to ninety two scheme, where do you think this might end up, Artie? If you saw all the if you saw all the pictures, Uh probably um, in the forties.
2: I think that already is probably pretty close there. You're thinking both 40s. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, again, it's hard to, to it's a hard question to ask when we haven't seen a lot of them. Right. But so I, I may see a bunch of them but but bumping I, up to 20. I, I can't You're see a lot see of I also may see a the, bunch
1: of
0: them bumping down to 60. Yeah.
2: I can't see a lot of these older movies holding up like this one did. I just, I just It's hard for me to imagine.
0: Yeah, so if you've listened to our rankings episode, you'd know that my number one choice of movies we've covered so far was... One floor of the Cuckoo's Nest. My number Departed. two is Silence of the Lambs, a movie that uh, that we covered together, Chris. Yeah. And my number three is The Departed. Of the movies we've covered so far, Lost Weekend is number one for me. Really? Yes. Wow. It's number one ahead of Cuckoo's Nest, Lambs, and Departed in that order.
2: Can I ask you why? Like be-
0: because of the time it was told, the person who's telling it, uh, how the movie is crafted. I think that if you made Silence of the Lambs in 1940 and again this I'm going to preface this with saying this isn't necessarily fair but if you made the movie Silence of the Lambs in 1940 if you made Cuckoo's Nest in 1940 and you made The Departed in 1940 I don't think any of those movies would touch this movie. Oh. I think that it okay. it this movie stood 75 years ahead of what those other movies would have been if they did and I end Again, I love all all those movies, but I just I really think that this movie uh, it's my favorite Billy Wilder movie. I think Billy Wilder is one one of the best directors of all time, and I, I'm just going to hold its stance in that in that point. So I think this is a, potentially a top ten movie for me in the best picture wow. list. Okay, yes. that's awesome. I love your bold stance. Thank you. Um, my one
1: thing I have a comment on is. I think if the movie The Departed, as it is right now, came out in like 1945, people would be like, wow, this is an amazing movie. I don't,
0: I don't terribly disagree with that. I don't terribly
1: disagree. Like, this is a, like, especially the ending. Like, people would be like, wow, this just happened. And so,
2: Kieran, I have a question for you. Uh... I think in any of these things where, uh, you know, we're ranking movies, a lot of it is a, an emotional attachment to them. Like, I, I think that just, that's part of movie watching, right? We, mm-hmm. we have a visceral reaction. We have a, a emotional reaction. Subjective. To them. So, like, what do you think it is about this movie that, that really, like, emotionally got you? Something something about it connected with you, and I'm just
0: wondering um, what it is. I just, I just think that this was a movie that, when I was watching all of these old movies... This one clearly stuck out like a, like a sore thumb. Like, wow, it's like it's holy shit, this is, like, this is real, this is like modern yeah. in that time. And when I revisited it this week, I was kind of looking for it to stutter step, or to fall back, or to not, not stay strong. And it really did stay strong for me. Yeah. I did the same exact thing with Silence of the Lambs, to be completely honest with you. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, the I criticized like, it to the to end, the the, the, yeah. and I couldn't, because it was that sure. good. And it was the same thing with, with Cuckoo's Nest. They were that good. I just think that if I look at the directors involved and the visions and then tactics of the Years, I'm I'm edging this one out over those three. Sure. It's hard. It's very hard. But I, I that's just where I'm so where I'm going with I'm it. I'm gonna
2: give you a little perspective and how I see this movie. Uh, and the reason it connected with me so much is is that I think it, it works on a level, a different level where like any everybody at some point has been felt like they've been hopeless or lost or, or whatever it is. And this, this movie does a great has a does a great job of depicting that, no matter what it is, if it's it doesn't have to be alcoholism, it can be anything. It can be any part of your life where you feel like you're you're just it's just like forget it. I'm just gonna give up and just succumb to whatever devices I have and, and this is this this movie does a great job of depicting that and I think that that makes it a great movie uh, you yeah. really can put yourself in, in his shoes whether or not it's alcoholism it doesn't matter it, it well, that's anything. a good point too because we've know? really
0: just we've really just looked into some of the scope of substance abuse Like could be anything yeah really it, Yeah, the, you, you know. now you're taking it another gap this yeah. is like really where, where else in your life might you be marginalized or held back that's really that's cool right. too yeah. I have a question
1: before this episode started and before this and where we are now do you like the movie more?
2: Of course, I. I always that I that, that is always the case. That's a great question, actually. I love that. That's a great question. Uh, that's always the case when we do these movies. Uh, I I always like them better than I started, even if it's a movie I hated. Or yeah, I've never hated. It. I don't. I think it's hard to hate a best picture winner. I don't think there's a hate. But there's movies that I dislike. Go on Twitter. Or, oh, well, yeah. People hate Green Book. Yeah. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. But there's movies that I movies I didn't enjoy. And then when I get together you guys and you give your perspective, I have a, I, it puts me in a different place completely. Yeah. So that's definitely true. Definitely true. I like this movie more now than it did. Yeah. That's started.
1: and great. Great. And you've only seen it once, right? I have. I, yeah. I give it a second watch.
2: Oh. Absolutely. Like, I, it's, it's worth the hour. T- it's only an hour and sure.
1: 40 minutes, you know? It's totally or, worth or, it. Or
2: even if I'm not in on the cast and I hear one of you guys do another a, di- a different movie, I watch that movie because I'm like, I, I need to know what these guys saw.
0: Okay, so before we bring her home, we always go through the other nominees. This is not a who should have won podcast, but we do talk about the other nominees, Indeed, and uh, I'm going to go through them. I, I know that Chris and Artie have studied all of the other nominees oh, very yes. closely, <laughs> absolutely they, in detail. Uh, they, they have not seen them, but I. One thing that I'm trying to do now, as as we go, I'm going to try to watch one other movie in the lineup. Okay. That I, every yeah. every week, so so next week we're gonna is Birdman, 2014. I will watch one of those movies that I haven't seen. I don't know which one yet. I haven't even looked at it yet. But uh, I did for this week, too. So we'll, we'll get to that. But we're going to go first. We're going to start with Alfred Hitchcock, Spellbound. Alfred Hitchcock, Spellbound. A psychiatrist protects the identity of an amnesia patient accused of murder while attempting to recover his memory. Sounds awesome. Sounds like Memento. It's, uh, kind of. It that definitely has got a cool vibe to it. And, and we referenced that a little bit. It's got the same, uh, yeah, the same score on that. And that was what it won. That sounds it's really only good. Oscar for yeah see that. yeah, and I think anytime you go Hitchcock, you can yeah, you're, you're pretty much you're going to see it. something yeah, from it. Yeah. Yeah, his his stuff is great. Spellbound, I don't think is one of the ones that is the highest on his must watch list, but story know, I'm, cool. I'm interested in checking it out. Well, I also I
2: also said something to you about Marnie, and you had never heard of it. So um, Marnie, no, no, it's also a Hitchcock. Still have not. <laughs> <It's> still, <laughs> We've talked yeah, about yeah, it, and yeah. I've still never heard. Still never heard of it. Yeah.
0: Okay, we have a a Frank Sinatra flip coming up now. okay See stars in this next one anchors away oh yeah yes okay this is a uh, a musical i think i've seen that one when i was a kid two sailors one naive the other experienced in ways of the world a musical set in los angeles cool okay there we go <laughs> yeah there's like a little cartoon mouse yeah. it looks like it's a lot of sinatra, sinatra singing
2: i'm sure it's wonderful
0: Already, you have nothing on on anchors of (laughs) the Okay. Mildred Pierce Uh, would be our next one. I've heard that's another great one. And that's uh, Joan Crawford wins Best Actress for this one. A hardworking mother inches towards disaster as she divorces her husband and starts a successful restaurant business to support her spoiled daughter.
2: Yeah, that's that's a a one I saw when I was a kid as well. It was good. And
0: uh, I think it was remade as a recent HBO. Yes, yeah, it oh, was yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And also, uh, uh, Joan Crawford, man, like people in my era remember. Uh, it? Uh, no more wire hangers. It, Sorry <laughs> about Joan Crawford and her daughter. Uh, it was yeah. Okay, Crawford's, and uh, then finally
0: slumber. we have, and this is the one that I watched for this because it is the sequel of Going My Way. Going My Way is a uh, Best Picture winner that myself and Joey are covered in episode 8 of BPC. You can go back and check it out. It's The Bells of St. Mary's. So it's the sequel of Going My Way. It's the return of Father O'Malley played by Bing Crosby. It is... Absolutely Dreadful.
3: <laughs>
0: oh, I mean, I did not enjoy it. I got to be honest. Like, and and uh, going my way, going my way is a movie that I pleasantly was surprised by, and I love the Bing Crosby Father O'Malley character in that. This is like a token sequel where it carries over, and he just doesn't establish himself at all. He's just like, I think you saw the other movie I was in. Here I am, and I'm gonna, I'm back again. And you're just, you know who I am. And he, it's like, okay. He,
2: he gets nominated just because there's not a lot of Hollywood movies back then. And okay, that's...
0: well, it does need to be said it was the highest grossing movie of the year, uh, just okay. like Going okay. My Way was, and it was so big that adjusted for inflation it grossed more than the dark knight did wow yeah. oh my god okay like significantly so it was a, and by it the way sense. we just did the trilogy of dark knight references throughout this entire podcast wow. <laughs> by the way we've referenced it three separate times wow. well done nice wow. nice work but it ain't for, uh, yes, it ain't stop for it me ladies and yes. gentlemen but uh yeah it's no it's been it, a dark uh, night <laughs> ingrid bergman is introduced as sister mary benedict and she's kind of like the She's going to be the, the Whoopi Goldberg type of character to go up against Ben Crosby. And she's the best part of this movie by far. That being said, it's skip it it was. It, it's it's probably was great for the time. You know, typical sequel. Like we're just gonna bring everything back and make it work. It's it's featured in the Godfather. It's Michael Corleone takes his uh, his girlfriend to see it. bells of Saint Mary's and that. But yeah, so those are the those are the best picture winners. We we covered them. Oh, just so thoroughly, so thoroughly.
2: Oh yes, very That's, well. Yeah, you, you get a great sense of 1945. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: gentlemen, uh, I gotta be honest. Like this was a movie that I eyed down when we started this project. I wanted it to be the three of us from the start. Like I had a blast tonight. I think we nailed it. I, this is this has been one of my favorite recordings so far. I'll, I'll say it live. You know, we'll we're gonna do it live, and I, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say it. Yeah, and
2: that's it. So in all seriousness, though, I I was shocked how how much I liked it and how real it actually was. So, yeah, so cool. I'm I'm
0: glad and and like I said, anytime I, I love one of these movies and I can introduce it to one of you guys, and it's gonna when, when we get to the. Lawrence Arabias in the Bridge of the River Choirs World and and I make Grant and his wife watch it. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a moment of power for me that I love. <laughs> oh Grant so. watching Grant and his wife watching Bridge on
1: the River Choir.
0: Oh uh, it's, it's amazing. Incredible. And they're gonna love oh, it. And, love and, that and one. The, Here, you know, they're, gonna, they're gonna love it. They're gonna 50 love 50 it. Alright, gentlemen, again it was it was wonderful. And I think we are going to, while there are no true beginnings or ends to any of our podcasts, we're gonna close the circle right now.